Can you be quiet, please? Thank you. Welcome to Pirate Radio Live. There's local politics, bud. I want to shake his hand. I want to shake his hand. I want to shake his hand. Was that supposed to be funny? Get these clowns out of here. Why would they do that? Do I have any freaking game? Dude. It's a cocky bunch, man. Now live from the Pirate Radio Studios in the heart of the Pirate Nation, here is your host, Clip Brock. Come in to a Thursday edition of Pirate Radio Live. Clip Brock here inside the Pirate Radio Studios coming to you today on Pirate Radio 92.7 FM in Greenville, 104.1 in Washington. You can find us on 1250, 930 online, PR927FM.com. And watch the show on Facebook Live and YouTube and check out our new camera angle and more. You can uh, be a part of today's program, chiming in, what's on your mind. We still don't know where we're going bowling, so uh, where do you want to go? Where do you think we'll go? You can talk about that and more on YouTube and Facebook Live. Uh, We have Shirley Rhodes, Chandler Honeycutt, Troy D here alongside, and a lot of guests to get to. On today's show, great lineup of guests. Kevin Monroe will join us to talk some Pirate football at 4 o'clock. What is going on with that East Carolina defense right now? We'll ask what Kevin Monroe thinks and talk about some bowl possibilities. Corey Glore will be calling an American Championship game on Saturday. The Tulane Greenway versus the UCF Knights. We'll talk to Corey Glore about that rematch from the regular season. UCF knocked them off in the regular season at Tulane rematch going on same stadium coming up four o'clock on Saturday Corey Glore will join us in hour number two we'll talk to a former pirate in hour three Deshaun Amos is a Grey Cup champion for the second time and this time he was on the field making plays for the Toronto Argonauts they win the Grey Cup Deshaun Amos uh about to head back here to the States for the offseason, but we'll catch up with him, talk about his time in the CFL as a CFL All-Star and uh, go over some of his favorite Pirate memories as well. So looking forward to catching up with Famous Amos coming up at 5 o'clock. And the big man on campus, Jeff Nadeau, will get you ready for a pretty good college basketball slate tonight. We'll also talk college football championship games, conference championships coming up this weekend. Actually, three games on Friday in fact, I believe there is an afternoon game that we'll be watching on Friday. The big one on Friday, Lincoln Riley and USC versus Utah. That might be the uh, matchup I'm looking forward to the most when it comes to the championships this weekend. But uh, plenty of college football, college hoops to talk about with the big man coming up uh, at around 530. Yeah, coming up 1 o'clock on Friday afternoon, Akron and Buffalo you're looking for something to watch while you're at work all right so that is the lineup for today and troy d is to my left hello troy look clip rock good to see you putting you first had an opportunity to maybe bigger better deals to say in the business but i am dedicated to this program and to you my friend Ah, I think it's more about you being no. on the microphone in front of multiple cameras had a new, than hanging out with uh, welcome me welcome to our new angle yeah hello no angle. angles um i had a chance to go drink a beer at double b but i had to turn it down okay well you can i mean you can do that later right i know he does it all the time (laughs) oh (laughs) no i'm just kidding ouch (laughs) uh troy we talked on monday Uh, you know by thursday will we have our bowl destination i was kind of leaning towards yeah yeah but uh we got a big no we don't know yet it's gonna they're waiting to see what happens with the 
AAC championship game. And it's going to, you know, all the dominoes. And then the trickle down effect Saturday night. The only question now is will it leak out Saturday night before the official announcement on ESPN has a bowl show, basically a bowl announcement show, whatever they selection show, whatever you want to call it. That'll be one of those. If it can remain under wraps until Sunday afternoon, I will be stunned because I feel like even Saturday morning. I mean, not not Saturday, Sunday morning. Yeah, it's probably out at least unofficially out. You know, but um, I do. You know, things keep changing. It is very. I think the one thing that we can all agree on, and we do know, is it has not been decided. Uh, I think there are still a number of options in play. I'm hearing now through sources I'm talking with the university that things are moving further south now, potentially. There could be a couple other bowls in play that haven't even been mentioned before. Which is kind of funny because things were pointing northern. When I say before, mentioned earlier this week. Yeah. uh, Yeah. It was looking, you know, Fenway and then Mm -hmm. start moving further and further south. And now, uh, Troy, we're talking before the show, like Gasparilla could be in effect, you say? That's in play. Uh, I believe that's the one in Tampa. Yeah. That's an option. And I'm hearing uh, Birmingham's still an option, too. Uh, those two I've heard uh, heat up recently today as, as potential possibilities. So once again, w- what it tells me is everything's still in play Yeah. at this point. So, you know, the problem is no one can make plans. No one until you know where we're going. And by make plans, I mean, even if you're not going, you might still want to make plans to watch the game because some of these games are during normal workdays clip, you know, like the Myrtle Beach Bowl, even if you don't go. I believe it's two o'clock on a Monday, you know. So, even if you're not going to the game, I think people want to know when the game is so they can plan around it. Maybe they want to take an afternoon off of work, you know, things like that. Yeah. So, and with travel, uh, with Christmas and everything, is it before? Is it after? If you're going airfare, it's getting tighter and tighter to get airfare. It's a lot easier if it's a bowl we can drive to. So you know, hotels are always an issue. So I mean, the sooner. Obviously, can get, but now we're we're going to be within a two week window, basically, if it by the time Sunday rolls around, potentially. So, depending when that bowl is, I believe the earliest one is the Fenway Bowl. Uh, I believe that's like the seventeenth. That is uh, the sat. So the bowls start on a Friday. That would be the Saturday, the seventeenth, like yeah. the second day of bowls. So it'd be like basically. less than two weeks. Then you'd have to plan for that, right? Yeah, they let better me, get to practicing. Um, let me just make way. Let me first of all, happy December. Thank you. Can, can you believe you're the first to tell me that it's december 1st i did not even realize that until earlier this morning yeah i was thinking man where has november gone where did it go and then i was hoping there was november 31st because i'm not ready for december you wanted one more day I of november. one more day in november yeah uh so let's look at the december so it's going to be announced sunday officially the 11th wait the fourth yes that's less than uh two weeks yeah if you get the fenway bowl so i mean it really is kind of I won't say cutting it close, but it is for a lot of people that need to make plans and stuff. Definitely. So, you know, let's get on with it. Get on with it. Give us a game. Let yeah. us know. Who's and, then the we can, and then we want to find out who the matchup is. We can start previewing that. You know, at least it gives us something to look forward to in December. We've been through a lot of December's clip here, which has been very lean. There has been no bowl talk when it came to East Carolina. I know. It is exciting, this I is will say, to have something to look forward to, to have something to talk about. And something to watch later on this month. Something positive to talk about because there are things to talk about in the college football world uh, now in the offseason. And those are transfer portal, uh, coaching carousel. Like, there's a million things happening. 
uh it's nice to have some positive news when it comes to east carolina we've even got some uh playoff talk to talk about today Troy. yeah i saw and i like this i you know one i've been a proponent of the 12 team 12 or 16 team playoff for a long time now it looks like it's getting closer and closer to becoming a reality it is i think the, the only hold up was the rose bowl they got that worked out and I believe they are moving, what is it, the 12-team playoff within a couple years? Begins in the 24-25 season. Yeah. So, yeah. So, like, if it was away. this year, and let's say Tulane wins the conference championship, Tulane would be in the 12-team playoff. They would be, yeah. They would have an automatic Or if East spot. Carolina was the AAC champion this year, ECU would be in this 12-team playoff, which it, is all I wanted. I would just want a chance. Give me a chance. That's all I've asked for. The BCS never gave us a chance. But you know what? There will be a slot... And if you're the best team in the American Conference and you have a good – chances are you may be that team that goes to the playoff. Yeah, highest-ranked uh, champion out of the group of five. I love that. Quote, right? And then l- let's let it play out on the field. I mean, I think that would be – I think it's awesome. I, I think they – I wish they would have done this years ago. Yeah, if again, it doesn't – It's a no-brainer. mean we're, we're going. It, it just – It means you have a the chance. season, you know you have a shot at the playoff. Correct. If you take care of business on the field, you can be in the playoff – for a chance to win a national championship. Correct. But in the past, ECU could go into I mean, look at UCF. They've gone undefeated and they didn't get a chance. Cincinnati. Cincinnati, Cincinnati got in. They had to go undefeated twice. They had to win over 24 games in a row just to get a crack at the playoff, which is really, really difficult to do. Uh, now, all you have to do is, uh, is be the highest-ranked group of five team to win your conference, and you can get a slot there. Yeah, I think it's great news. And so, uh, I mean, can you imagine the money too? Like, when they see oh, how man. much money rolls in with this thing, they'll be like, "Why weren't we doing this earlier?" So to put it in perspective, Pirate Radio put this out earlier. This is what it would look like this year: Georgia, Michigan, USC, TCU would get buys. You have to win your conference, and the highest ranked teams that win their conference get buys. Yeah. So they would be in. Uh, Tulane would get in because they are the highest ranked Group of Five team uh at 12 so they would play ohio state yeah in the first round and that would be on campus in columbus yeah uh penn state would host clemson in happy valley tennessee uh in knoxville against k-state and then tuscaloosa it'll be utah at alabama and then we move on to the uh the bracket format it'd be awesome nothing uh wrong with what uh we put out there earlier i did see a cooler graphic with all the logos and made it look like officially legit same type of it was just a a visually wow. appealing well, yeah. kind of cool yeah I, you yeah. don't need to crap on pirate radio's graphic team no i know I, I appreciate our team putting that out there before i could get this out there that was already out there so i didn't want to one-up us yeah but and that will be official in a couple years yeah That's exciting i mean more football the better show it to our <laughs> video audience there anyway I'm, I'm pumped up about it club i think it's great and, uh, and, and here's the other thing guess what happens to the rest of the bowls same thing now. You get a bonus game. As I said, it's called the bowl season is really a bonus game season. If you're not in the playoffs, you still get a bonus game. You can still go to your bowl. You can still go to the military bowl, the Gasparilla bowl, the roofclaim.com bowl, the, the weed eater bowl, the Duke's Mayo bowl. Those are still in play if you want to go to those bowl games. We will still have 40 bowls in 14 days. Yes. We'll still have plenty to talk about. Yeah. But uh, it's now what's going to happen is if your team is good and uh, they go on to like let's say play in a championship, it's going to be very expensive to follow your team. It's you better have a big checkbook if your team's good, yeah, because you're going to chances are you could you know you're going to have a 
you know, a, a, the first round or whatever they're going to call it, you know, game. And it's potential. Like, let's say you have to go to the, you know, if, if it was ECU versus Ohio State, we got to go to Columbus. You got all the expenses there. Then if you win that, East Carolina would then play USC. <laughs> uh, and I do believe that's on campus for USC. Oh no no I'm sorry that would be played at the Orange Bowl. Yeah, this year. you get down to the. So balls. then you got to go. You got to play, play. If you win that, then you got to go. Your next week is played at the Peach in Atlanta. You got to go to the Peach Bowl. You play probably the winner of. You probably play Georgia at that point. And then if you get through Georgia, <laughs> you get to play in the national championship game, which uh, this year will be in L.A. Against Michigan. So that I mean, just imagine that run in in December, early January. How expensive it would be. For that, it, it would be a one, two, three, four game run. Yeah, a four week run. You might have to mortgage the house between tickets, airfare, hotel, transfers, meals. Be a fortune clip rock. You will go broke, but your team will be national champions, and will it be worth it? Uh, totally, all worth it. I wonder. So, it says the first round of the playoff in twenty twenty four will take place the week ending Saturday, December 21st. So, you would still have a layoff. And then, man, if you're playing, if you win all those games, you're playing, I guess, the weekend of the 28th on into January. Yeah, and this is January 9th. I wonder, oh, okay, so there's no so bye weeks? There's no, like... Right, I think they go back-to-back, right. Okay. So, the, the championship game in this scenario, like this year, would be January 9th. All right. So, uh, so there you go. Yeah, man, so just, that, that's going to be awesome. Four weeks straight. That's going to be awesome bringing in the new year with those uh, playoff games yeah. coming up uh, in a couple of years. And uh, once again, seat at the table. It might be a seat at the end, but it's a seat. It's but a and you know what? What a great story that could be. What People love story? an underdog. Yeah, you knock one of those teams off in the first round. You're everybody in the nation's talking about you. Yeah. So get blown out by fifty. Hey, you made well, it. At least you were there. You got to you got to check. We were in the college playoffs. Yeah. It would be the equivalent of we were in the big dance clip. Troy, could you imagine a college football playoff banner hanging at Dowdy Ficklin Stadium? Could you imagine hosting, being good enough to host a playoff game (laughs) in Dowdy Ficklin Stadium that Ohio State has to come to Greenville? Come on in, Buckeyes. You know, it wasn't that long ago. That won't Hold on a second. Hold on a second, Clip. Let me finish my point. All right. It wasn't that long ago ECU hosted a big-time team that would never have come to Greenville ever in the history of sports unless they were forced to because of a playoff. Thanks to the playoff format. That playoff is called a Super Regional in baseball where East Carolina made it into the Sweet 16 and played Texas here in Greenville. It would be like that clip, Brock, times 50. Yeah. You're right. And no no sliding baseball. It was an incredible event. I loved the Super Regional here. I hope we host another one. But it would be like a Super Regional on steroids if ECU was to host a playoff game. Yeah. Could you imagine that? I can't. I can't even put my brain uh, around that one. I threw that scenario out to my kids today going to school. And so you the, practice your material on them? They had the same reaction you did. Yeah. We're Dad, seven. It, doesn't, it, it doesn't even sound right. We're Dad. seven and five. Dad, it doesn't even sound right. Like, no. It doesn't even make sense. Like, where are the dreamers out there? Where yeah. are the believers? Who's with me? 
Not my kids, evidently. Or Clip Rock. Nope. I'm one of your kids in this case. Um, so there I know is someone that. out there, though, is believing in me sure. and believing in us and that this could happen. Yeah. And I do think it could happen, just like it can happen in baseball. We can be a national power in baseball, and we can be a national power in football. We're getting closer and closer. We just need to make it happen. A national. Yes, we can be a national power in football. We're getting clip. closer and closer to being a national power. From in where football? we were five years ago. Yes, we're moving the continuum. Why we're not? not? A, we're not in power in our conference. If Gonzaga can be a national power in basketball, East Carolina can be a national power in football. That's happened if for Boise thirty State years. If Boise can do it, we can do it. Again, I'm not willing to accept no for an answer on this. Fine. And neither is Mike Houston. Are you saying it's unacceptable? No, I'm to, saying that should be our goal. You laugh at it. When, 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 when yes, Keith, I'm laughing at you saying we're getting Cliff, closer and closer to being a national power. Keith LeClaire said our goal is to go to Omaha. We haven't been. But people said, you know what? That's a great goal. Let's make it happen. And we're on the cusp of making it happen. That is true. So let's make our goal be a national power in football, and let's get there, Clip. That can be the goal. Let's make it happen. But everybody needs to buy in on that. To say we're getting closer and closer. We are getting closer than where we were five years ago. Sure. We're, we're moving closer. We're seven and five instead of three and nine. Okay. Well, that's that's moving closer. So the next step to is being let's have a, a national power. Yes. So the next step is let's have a 9-10 win season. Let's keep moving close. Let's keep moving the bar. All right. Yes. Let's have our goal to be in that national playoff spot. That's by fine. That's a great goal. Yes. But let's we're not close to being a national power. Let's be close. Let's make it happen is what I'm saying. Okay. <laughs> cool. A national power. Well, we'll never do it with the players or coaches have your attitude. Good thing they don't. Thank God they don't. We won't do it if we lose to Navy or lose to Houston by 39 points either. Can I just dream one day just to have this possibility that it could happen? Sure. It could happen, Clip. Absolutely. If we keep moving in the right direction. I, and I was on board with that. But when you use the phrase, we're getting closer and closer to being a national power, I had to respond to that and say, Troy, we're seven and five. Tap the brakes. We barely beat Temple on Saturday. All right. So there we go. Yeah. You want to read Steve Hill's comment? Um, sure. Let's see what Steve's Facebook say. This is a guy you want on your side. Why is Clip even commenting? He isn't even in the Pirate Club. Exactly. So that was, is that what y'all talk about at meetings, being a national power at seven and five? It's holding us back, Clip. Ah, if, uh, I don't know, we make a couple of kicks this year, are we closer to being we a national power? We are definitely closer. We're at nine wins. We make a couple of kicks. Ridge said, why am I having visions of John Belushi's speech on Animal House? <laughs> David said, mommy, why is daddy yelling? <laughs> national power i mean i'd love to be a national power well save this show oh boy bookmark this moment because i'm not saying it's going to happen overnight but two three years from now if we become in the playoffs and we can become relevant on a national stage and become a national power remember this conversation clip rock all right and remember you laughed when i I said that and Troy, if we don't become a national power, remember 
me saying that we weren't close to being a national power fair well, <laughs> let's make a bet on this <laughs> how many years do we have to become a national power before this bet ends? well let's not let's not ruin this bet with a timeline <laughs> <laughs> does this go on in perpetuity yes. <laughs> once we become a national power you owe me 20 bucks Troy D would be long gone, and on his headstone, it'll read, one day, ECU will be a national power. Yeah. And when they do, I told you so. There you go. From the grave, yes. Troy D saying, I told you and so. And in this day and day of technology, I can do it as a video. Have it on a plane on an LCD screen. Put your apologies to me in this box. All right. Hey, look, I'd love to see it happen. Let's, let's, Steve, let's, Steve said I'm having a wishgasm. Let's like let's let's try like you said. Let's win nine games first. Right. Well, right now let's get to eight. Let's win a bowl game. Let, yeah, we could do that this year. Right, You're right. This year, let's get to eight. Right. That'd be good. We could be a bowl champion and an eight-win team. It'd be one more than last year. Right. So you're moving in the right direction. Correct. All right. That's all I'm saying. Let's just keep moving in that direction. Good stuff. Yeah. But I would I tell you if East Carolina could be in that playoff spot, which is possible, because at this point they'd really just need, would have needed to win the conference. Now next year it's a little bit different. You know, may not be enough to just win the conference. You may have to, depending on who else is doing well in other conferences, like the Sun Belt and stuff. Yeah, uh, it's not a guarantee. UTSA is actually one of those teams uh, playing for a championship this week that would be yeah. in that mix, and they'll be in the American next year right. with us. Um, but this is a you game mentioned changer. like Boise State earlier, so yeah. it's not just the American, right. it's the it's, and all. That. Yeah, it, it, this is a game changer though that you do have the option to actually be included. Yeah, where before, as I said, that was never on the table. It was never an option. This is a completely different scenario now. And your non-conference and you, games become important too because you try to win those early against some bigger name opponents and yeah. get in the rankings and you know. Yeah. Now East Carolina going up to the big house. To start the season in 2023, would that be... Now, if ECU was to beat Michigan, and let's say Michigan goes on to win a national championship, is that the biggest win in program history, Clip? Yes. Easy. I mean, hands down. Much bigger win than when App State did it. Because we'd be taking on the reigning national champion. Wait, but you said biggest win in ECU yeah, history. Yeah, but I'm just saying running that scenario too. Yeah, but they were an FCS team. It's so like we, us beating the uh, Cleveland Browns in a football game. It's a different division. Right, true. I don't know. I, I don't want to compare those. I would just say it would be ECU's biggest win. I mean, what a moment that could be. Are you all just doing all fantasy radio today? Do you want to talk about any facts or real things happening? <laughs> Is it all just like... The game settled on the field clip. I mean, if, with your attitude, we would just go zero and twelve and not even play anything. What does that mean? Why would you say this that? Is, all right, six and six. <laughs> I mean, um, I don't know. I'm just running the scenario. Would that be that would be a step in the right direction to become a national power if you were to beat Michigan? Yes, I, obviously it would. Okay, well, yes. then there's an opportunity. Sure, we've got we, the opportunity. We do have an opportunity. We have nothing to lose. But if you're a national power and you win that game. You then beat Marshall and App State. You've got you can't have a let up. Correct. And right. Could you imagine? No. And then college game day comes here next year. Just like they did for App State this right. year. And then look at App State. Poor App State. They're not even going to a bowl, are they? Um, no, because two of their six wins were against the FCS teams. Yeah. 
I don't know. But boy, if, they were hot early. They beat Texas A and M. Who stinks? They, but yeah, I know. But at the time, you didn't know yeah. that. They had college games. They had on that campus. crazy last play now, while so, college game. So here's a there. question for you. Oh boy. Oh, would you rather? Would you take a win against Michigan <laughs> in college game day? <laughs> yeah. Versus just a bowl game and a winning season next year. What? Yeah, Michigan. So you, yeah. So you take it, but you may not. You may not have a winning season. But you beat Michigan. Don't care. And college game day still comes here. Let's say you start three and zero. College game day's here, but then you don't finish strong the rest. Yes, just okay. because that first month would be phenomenal, rather than losing to Michigan, no college game day, and going eight and four, seven and five, or 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 nine and three. Yeah, I would take the Michigan win. Okay. Well, what about you? Uh, you know, I, I've kind of gone back and forth, but I think... Wait, I, you've I, thought about this a lot? I have, actually. I've already run the <laughs> scenario. Wait, you just do this all the time? So <laughs> I do in my free time club. I run, run fantasy would-you-rathers. You know, I'm a huge fantasy football guy, and I feel like you kind of look down on fantasy football. Your whole life is fantasy sports. How are you going to look down on fantasy football? So, I would take the month of greatness... Absolutely. And let the rest of it ride. How awesome would it be here at Pirate Radio, yeah, here in Greenville? It would be orgasmic, Clip. Yeah. I mean, honestly, people would be losing their minds. If we beat Michigan and then had college game day here the next week, oh, they'd burn the city down. It would be nuts. Robert says, uh, being nationally relevant, Boise State, Cincinnati, UCF, and being a national power are two different things. All right. I agree with that fair, too, Robert. Fair. I would like us to be relevant then, nationally relevant. You would like for somebody not to call us Eastern Carolina because they know we're East Carolina. Correct. I would like us to be on the stage enough that they know who we are nationally and we are relevant. Maybe that's a better word, relevant versus power. A national power. National relevancy instead of national power. Yes, we're we're every year we're kind of in the talk of being in that playoff spot. Yeah. You know, I do like that. That's a good suggestion right there. And that is... uh, a good point though like going into the year all the uh there's going to be talk about all right who's the team this year who are the right is it uh is it boise is it san diego state Mm -hmm. is it could it be east carolina look out for those pirates memphis always dangerous yeah like that's going to be the chatter now now, every year we are nationally relevant to uh scott um van pelt van pelt and what's the dude that's always with him that wears east carolina shirts all the time stanford steve stanford steve that's right so, like, I would like us to be national, just like we're nationally relevant to them. <laughs> I would like us to be nationally relevant to all the other national media outlets. Yeah, and talking heads, because those guys know us well. They get our name right. They talk about us all the time. They promote East Carolina. I've seen Stanford Steve multiple times wear East Carolina shirts. They are actually sports they're, guys. They're they pro know pirates. What's going on. Yeah, they're not just talking heads in a suit. Right. They know what they're doing. But like that, I, what, I would love to, to see that on, you know. With Kirk Herbstreit and company. And uh, Herbie knows us, but he's got a lot more to talk uh, they about do. than us. I know, but I'm just saying, like, where it comes up, yeah, you right. know, they're, they're, we're dangerous. People that know football know East Carolina. Remember when we had Timmy B, uh, Tim Brando, the fly in the ointment, East Carolina. He'd That's talk right. about us. Uh, yeah. Pac-Man, Pac-Man would always often. talk about us. Yep. Uh, so people that know, but look, we got we to gotta do our part. We can't go right. We got to be. We got to be national years. relevant. Yeah. Did you see how I changed it already? Uh, you did, and that yeah. sounds better. Yeah. That sounds. That sounds better. I think we're regionally relevant. 
but we are not nationally relevant like we should be yeah uh david asked what i think is an easy question who reaches the promised land first baseball or football i mean baseball's been like a baseball's few away. knocking on the door yeah yeah right. they're like a pitch or two away from i've already been football there. is like still on I'm the interstate they haven't even taken ba- an exit yet i mean that's a baseball's the answer for that one easy yeah uh craig says troy wants football to be like baseball it just took us 26 minutes to get there well you got to talk these things out sometimes steve says this segment took longer than our last two offensive drives (laughs) damn uh kaz on youtube said what a show today so i guess uh the fantasy talk i mean look this is legit stuff i think this is stuff that people because this news today breaking about the new playoff format i think is relevant and I think if we're going to be playing college, major college football, and that's not our goal to be in it, then shut the damn program down. I mean, honestly, if we're not going to have a goal to be in this thing, to be in that playoff with 12 teams now, it was never realistic under the BCS. You know I hated the BCS. I, 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 my friendship with Coach Mack was harmed because of our disagreement over the BCS. Oh, yeah. I still don't talk to him to this day because he's wrong on that issue. <laughs> um, that's how strong I, 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 I was going to take a stand and die on that hill for that. I was that always wondering, when I had him on the show, like you were never here. Correct. And y'all would never be in the I, same building. I can't even relate to him anymore because of his pro- oh, He is in shambles right now, Troy Pro BCS. He hates this. I was pro playoff all along. I'll t- you know, I'd love for it to be. I had a better plan for 16 teams, which I've seen some people promote. I'll take 12, you know, as long as we have a slot in there. Yeah. Um, my idea was you do 16, you have all the conference champions in, and then you have the rest as open slots. But of course, you know, the greedy big conferences aren't going to let that happen. Um, but I think that needs to be the goal of the program. I think if you talk to Coach Houston and the guys, that probably is one of their goals. But I think we need to put it out there publicly. I think we just need to say, yes, this Who? is what. Like, like uh, Cliff What's does. The, Cliff puts it out there that we want to go to Omaha. That's the goal of the program. So you, so Mike, it's, uh, Mike Houston clearly would like to go to this. You well, I guess I don't want to put words in his mouth. He says we have goals. <laughs> I often don't hear what those goals are. Do you? They they keep it internal. I'm saying let's make it public. Let's put it out there. We're going now. Let's find a way to get there. All right. That should be the goal of the program of the players, of the coaches, of the administrators, of the students, of the alums, of the supporters, of the fans, and the media that's appropriate. To do that... Not all media is going to care about that, but this media does. You got to win ballgames, which is what he cares about. And then getting there by winning those games. All right, we got to take I mean, look how excited we are about just a possible mid-major bowl announcement. Imagine if this announcement was... Sunday was going to be where we're slotted for the playoffs clip. More imagining. A clip Brock would be losing his mind right now. Of course. But that, but I'm living in this world right now. Okay, well, come in mind for a second. I've imagined with me. enough today. My brain can't take much more imagination in one day. It would just be amazing, Clip. You've already had game day here next year. Like, I got a lot going on up here. I, got, I need to take a break. Can't take all this winning. I mean, I gotta get a drink. I am sick of winning. <laughs> all we do is I, win. I'm drowning in winning on this program. Good news. Basketball's back tomorrow night. 
And they're going to get I, back to their winning ways. Troy D. I, uh, talked to Coach Schwartz. Earlier. I did. We'll talk good, about that. we got to take a break, Troy. All right, let's do it. Can you imagine going a whole hour not taking a break I, I and can. what Ellerby would say? <laughs> I almost have done that before. <laughs> I know. Take us the break, Troy. Ellerby's not here. Let's keep it going. <laughs> I'm not leaving. I'm not leaving. All right, we're back with you after this. You're listening to Hour One of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by University PC Care, your local tech support experts for all your personal and business needs. Visit universitypccare.com to learn more today. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Grab your amigos and head to Chico's for the best Mexican food and fun in Greenville. Come and enjoy favorites like shrimp tacos, steak and chicken fajitas, burritos, enchiladas, ACP, and more. Follow Chico's on Facebook and Instagram for daily updates. For Mexican food and fun, it's got to be Chico's for dine-in or to-go. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Cliff. All right, back with you on Pirate Radio Live. Fun show today, and the people agree. Uh, Craig says, these are my favorite segments. Feels like we're all just old friends chilling, talking shop. Talking shop. So we're talking what what other people might be thinking, Clip. Um, Adam says, Clip, how much does Troy D frustrate you? Eh, I don't get frustrated. It's just we 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 talk it out. We do. So did you answer his question? Um, On a scale from one to ten, it's probably like a six. I was going to put it at five. That's fair. Uh, hard to disappoint. Yeah. <laughs> Would you like to reevaluate that? Answer? I'll go five. And All right. Half. There we go. See, we can see that's what eye. we do here. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Steve says this is this now. This is a throwback for you folks that have been listening or watching us for years. This goes back to our radio only days. This is even before we had video. Um, some of these shows. Steve said this is what happens when live at five in the sports bar has a baby. Sometimes it does feel like we're trying to do two shows at one time. Yeah. Troy's doing his show. I'm trying to do this one. Yeah. <laughs> and it just, we, we have meet, different styles. We meet in the middle, which is fine. Yeah. You know, I, obviously we all work together. I don't have a problem with your style. No. We, we, we have endorsed that style. If we were all the same, it'd be boring. Right. Correct. Chip says, uh, we need some, we're going football t shirts. I referenced we're going. We actually did work going baseball shirts back in the day. Mm-hmm. In two thousand three, we did two thousand three or two thousand four. And again, um, I, I guess I've accepted my role as the downer here, but we haven't gone. Yeah, but we are so dang close to going. Oh, speaking of me being a downer, Troy, mm-hmm. I did want to ask about this because I haven't heard anything about this in a while. New college football playoff looks awesome for the American, for ECU, for for teams wanting a chance. Has there been any? I haven't seen any talk about a P P five G five split in college football. Remember no, that? I, I think this helps us to not have to do that because honestly, what's an easier way for East Carolina to make the college football playoffs with this current format? Joining the SEC, where you're never going to damn win the SEC and, and get there, or or be you know super competitive with all those teams in the SEC, or stay where you are, try and dominate a watered down American, 100%. yeah, and then the you latter. get in the latter. This is a better path for us. Yeah, I, I agree, and I, I hope it all stays the same. I, 
I hope this is not like when we joined the Big East and then the Big East folded. You know what I'm saying? Yes, like, uh, I do know what you're saying. Like, I, and it, but it, but again, I haven't heard these conversations a lot lately. Maybe this is, yeah, I don't know, old news. I still think those other schools need schools like East Carolina and the other D1 schools too. Otherwise, there's they're just beating up themselves the whole time. Yeah. I mean, they don't you need other schools to participate? To beat up? <laughs> is, that, is that what you're that saying? kind of came out the wrong way, but you know what I'm saying. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, okay. Just throwing it out there. The good news is, like, look, we're we're going to have a shot in a couple years here. Yeah. Now, what do we do between now and then? We got to win. We, we got to move towards being nationally relevant. relevant. Yes. See, this is how we grow and evolve, Clip. Just like we have in this hour. Yep. That's what we're going to do with the football program continue to move forward continue to grow continue to evolve and continue to win and then you're going to find yourself in a couple years knocking on the door and being there at 305 we were pretty far apart troy d mm-hmm. but as the time moves on as the conversation continues we have become closer just like east carolina is going to become closer to being nationally relevant this is a microcosm of the game plan of what should happen john says it will be unacceptable there was a G five P five split. Yeah, I was watching your uh, that is a reference your unacceptable uh, conversation with Igo and the dude from the paper. You're not going to call his name. I, Give him a name. Uh, I just went blank on it. <laughs> that's not, you know that's, a, that's unacceptable. <laughs> you know me. I'm not great with names. No, you're not. He is a Bears fan. Dude from I've the only paper. met him once. What's his name again? Uh, we like to call him Patrick. Mason. Patrick. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. What'd you sorry, think of Patrick. the uh, discussion? I, I thought you guys were somewhat humorous. I, I'm being sincere, but I guess I'm being too literal with the term unacceptable. Like, I just don't like that word in sports. Like, that loss is unacceptable. Okay, so, so yeah, what, what are you going to do about it? Are you going to fire Mike Schwartz? Right. Are you going to quit being Because if fan? you don't, then you accepted it. Right. That's right. my whole point. Right. I don't want to rehash it, but anyway. Right. It's more unfortunate than unacceptable. It was very unfortunate. It was, was very unsatisfactory. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you who, who's pissed off about it more than anybody. Mike Schwartz. Yeah. You know, I talked with him today. He's, I can guarantee you that's not what... Now, and there's been... Here, I was talking to him. This was off the air. But just, there's been a lot of surprises this year. Across it, college basketball? No, I was just going to say with ECU. Uh, the way ECU started was a little bit of a surprise. They went and, and beating Toledo. People was unexpected. Correct? Underdog, uh, Double-digit underdog, one outright. And then... Losing the South Carolina double State, digit favorite, lose out unexpected. Yeah, I said so. This early in the season, we've had a lot of unexpected moments on both sides, good and bad. Yeah, it's been kind of a uh, wild ride to start. Yeah, but uh, he's not happy about this two game losing streak and wants to do something about it Friday night. He was uh, unhappy after the Pirates went to three and zero about getting down by so big and coming Correct. back. Like he was pissed off after that win. Yeah. So I know he's upset right now, and you just and he's already it. lost his voice. Oh yeah. I don't know if you noticed that. I asked Shot. him about that. <clears throat> he's taking honey. All right. Spoiler. Did you give him any remedies as a radio he long time? Uh, he didn't ask. That's happened to me before. Yeah. You know, What's you, your uh, remedy? Usually it happens. At, I used to go to Vegas once a year, and I'd then come back and have what I call Vegas voice, and I'd lose my voice just from being out longer than you normally are, up longer, talking, and then sometimes you're at clubs that are loud, so you're yelling or speaking louder than normal. What's my remedy? Mm-hmm. Rest. Don't talk. Uh, hot tea. And... Uh, 
hot and sour soup hot and sour soup yeah like at a chinese place huh interesting Mm -hmm. all right jay says what will be interesting is to see strategically how non-power five conferences and teams like the american sunbelt mountain west position themselves to a win games and their conference but b be the highest ranked of those conference champions what is he speaking to maybe non-conference scheduling when he says talks about that um because what do you do do you try to load up with cupcakes and go four and oh non-conference and then see what you do in conference or do you schedule a couple of big boys and try to get some power wins i believe that's what he's saying with that statement yeah what do you do uh i still i think you got to schedule a couple legit games i like east carolina's a couple, model a couple easier games we're playing you, teams you gotta do a balance we're playing teams that are gonna have the same goal we do app state marshall teams like that yeah so i like those games and then maybe throw in a a power five and a fcs that seems to be the formula ecu's going with anyway yeah i'm okay with that and uh in the future we still we have dates with boise state coming up right so like all of a sudden let me look at the future schedules but like troy could you imagine to use a phrase on you like those games are all of a sudden super important they're almost like loser leave town uh games which ones in the non-conference like boise state versus east carolina yeah if they're trying to be that team right so like next year uh marshall and app state along with michigan uh gardner Those are important games uh byu app state o- odu norfolk state um before example like 2026 so this will be in effect then you got app state at boise state west virginia and you probably throw in a FCS with that, I would imagine, because that's a tough enough non-conference schedule. Yeah. But that's like, you could get your name out there quickly in September if mm-hmm. you run through that slate. Yeah. And be ahead of the eight ball. I, I can imagine that, Cliff. I can see you putting that I, in your head. I could imagine that. The next year, Troy D., at South Carolina. You're talking to a guy who's already imagined beating Michigan and having college game to here in week two. You're probably already in like the 2033 season by now, right? <laughs> <laughs> We've already gone to the playoffs. I'm imagining games that aren't even scheduled, Clip. <laughs> but like it's 2027, South Carolina on the road, Old Dominion on the road, Wake Forest here at Georgia State. Like you're setting yourself up to be, I think, with that schedule, one of these teams. That would be awesome. Yeah. So, I mean, I'd love to see it in my lifetime. Let me just say this. <clears throat> I remember Walter Williams, the uh, late, great Walter Williams, talking about, you know, he did everything he could to help this basketball program. And I remember talking to Walter. And, you know, he was the first person to donate enough money to renovate Minji's the first time around, which needs it again now. But that was back Williams in the Arena. mid-90s. <clears throat> and uh, I remember him talking at a Pirate Club event. And um, he was saying, look, I'm going to do everything I can to help this program, you know, move forward. He goes, because they're... You know, I hear that we have a five-year plan. He goes, but I'm running out of time for five-year plans. Yeah. And as I get older, Clip, I'm starting to think, I'm starting to run out of time here. Like, we need to pick up the pace. <laughs> like, as I've gotten older, you kind of, after you kind of round second, you realize, okay, there's only one more base in front of you before you hit home plate. Yeah. We need to make something happen. And that third base coach is telling you to keep going. He's not saying stop. Right. It don't stop, folks. Right. I'd like to be around to see this. So we need to we need to pick up the pace, is what I'm saying. Pick up the pace. We need to make it happen because I'm running out of five year plans. We've got some coaching news, Troy D. 
uh fau will be joining us again in the aac our old conference usa friends uh tom herman former uh texas coach yes is going to fau so we'll be welcoming him into the conference how about that how about that steve says has shirley muted her headphones yet shirley doesn't even have her headphones on she has thrown them across the room she's playing sudoku she is not interested in what we have to say uh fau would be a much cooler university if they were just florida university not the university of florida just florida university well why don't we become north carolina university clip you're totally missing my joke a florida university fu it's not a good joke there you go i didn't miss it i just bypassed it a let's difference. go fu all right we get florida it. university everybody like that one i like it. i can hear the people out there listening <laughs> laughing you, right now you they're going can't crazy. You a chance at the stadium would be awesome missed a golden opportunity down there you florida atlantic folks so what's wrong with society troy yep today uh josh has a good question says tomorrow night should be wild in Minji's. you gonna be there troy why is everyone worried about my whereabouts i don't think he's worried and my schedule i don't think he's worried he's just asking like i asked ellerby if he was going tuesday he said yes in the conversation it's pretty quick okay are you going on friday clip i have a very active non-conference social life as you know <laughs> see now and, I, instead depends. of just saying no i don't know I'm you're saying th- that well, so now I'm, i have to ask so what are you going to be doing I well i'm i'm sometimes i'm looking at uh, different opportunities <laughs> I might be, but I don't want to say yes and then back out and feel bad about it. Josh, that's a no. He's not. I didn't say no either. I'm reserving the option to go, but it is a Friday night. I'm running out of Friday nights in the year 2022 clip. (laughs) He's rounding third. I don't have many Friday nights left. (laughs) Friday nights are important nights. Wait, you don't have many Friday nights in 20. What does it matter if it's 22 or 23? What's the difference? What is what happens at the end of December? What do you like to know? On a Friday night that won't happen the first Friday night of January. Exactly. Happy holidays. <laughs> you, if you have to ask, you don't know. If you know, you know. I guess so. I'm out of the loop if on this. You one. don't, you don't. All right. I'm not in the know. Yeah. Uh Ellerby does have a question, by the way. He says, uh, isn't, he, "Isn't he busy? What is he doing?" <laughs> he said, "How old is Troy?" He usually will not say. So earlier you were talking what? about you're running out of five year plan. Yeah, well, first of all, it's nobody's business what my schedule is, and it's nobody's business what my age is. Quit asking all these personal questions. <laughs> Back off. I just feel like I'm running out of five year plans. Okay, but I'm not seventy. So and you're, you're if run- I live, if I can stay healthy, God willing, knock on wood. I do have a few more five-year plans left. You're also running out of Fridays in uh, 2022. That is a fact. I'm just fascinated by that. So that Friday, December 30th, like what's the difference between that date right there and then Friday, January 6th of uh, 23? I'm stuck on that, Troy. Okay. But I don't know. If you know, you know. You don't know. I don't know. Exactly. Uh, but let's I might see. Be, I might, are you going, Clip? Yeah. Yeah, I'm going. I've got nothing else to do. Why not? You said I've got nothing else You're to right. do? You're right. I mean, you should go. I could spend time with my family. How dare you spend time with your family? I'm going with my dad. Does that count? 
He's yeah. not my. Yeah. He's family. Yeah. I would firmly put your dad as family. Would Lee D like to go with us? Lee D would probably never want to go. <laughs> he doesn't even like to go. Now, you know, Lee D's a, a Carolina. I guy. don't even want to go to the Dean. That's what we had dinner the other night up in Raleigh. We had a great, by the way, Lee D going to be 83 years old in another three days. We should call him next week if we have time. Wish him a happy birthday. We're running out of Thursdays. Yeah, we should call him in the next segment, maybe. You should call your dad. But anyway, uh, we were talking about like going to game. You know, he he told me he you almost did a perfect impersonation of him about going to Carolina games. Nah. Such a pain in the ass. You got to park two yeah. miles away. Yeah, that's, a, that's a young person's game. Newman Davis. Uh, let's see. He does, not, he does not like to go to games in person anymore. Hey, I think once you hit 80 plus, do you really want to be bothered with all these people and crowds and stairs and everything? The great thing about I ECU game basketball is you park right beside the arena. You walk in. There's like nobody around you in my section. We're spread out. Like oh, you have your own section. It's not much of a hassle at all. Yeah. So I enjoy going. Right. But the problem is when they get good, if we have more people around us, it's yeah. not going to be as fun. Well, you know me, I usually start to focus on basketball starting in January. No, you don't. So this is kind of my time that I'm trying to you, decompress you, from football. No, you don't. Get my thoughts straight. You'll go to a game against like Houston because they'll be top five and you'll say it's a huge game because you're going. You're right. I do know you, Troy. I know you very well. <laughs> and those games usually happen in January or February. Correct. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Yeah. So there you go. We got to take another break. Maybe I should go and sit with you and your dad. Uh, you, you never invite me. I invite you to go to stuff. Um, yeah, I don't think we're going tomorrow. Night. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I should sit next to Mr. Brock. <laughs> I, you know what? I, and he'd probably be fun to sit next to. You know why? Because he's very different from you. He sits there and he doesn't say anything. I've seen him. He yeah. just minds his own business and he doesn't talk. Yeah. He'd be a great guy to go with. Yeah. Minds his own business. No sarcastic comments. Well, you're right about the non-talking. Though. Yes. Not a big talk. Very quiet guy. Where did you get your gift of gab from? It wasn't <clears throat> Mr. Brock. I would say off the air, um, I'm not this way. That's I do my talking when the lights are on. Yeah. And then when they shut off, Troy, I shut down. Yeah. That's probably true. I go I sit in a dark room. <laughs> I can attest to that. Yeah. They th- so, uh, I've talked to people. They're like, oh, man, Cliff, he's so jovial. I was like, mm, not if you knew him. Yeah. like Real curmudgeon. It's like he's kind of like Mr. Beast. He's great on air, but if you talk to him in real life, you might be disappointed. That's not true for all, folks. <laughs> not true at <laughs> Just all. Just kidding. All right, let's take another break. Um, I'm going to come back and do one more segment. Yeah, should we call Lee D? Nah. Well, I, mean, I don't know. Just wish him a happy birthday. Do we have time? When's his birthday? December 4th. It's already December 1st. Uh, three days away. I mean, if, if I don't you know. want. Well, you know, he's a... Whatever. He's a big Clip Rock fan. Well, he's all right. December, Sunday's his birthday. Where's Alibi? I want to talk to John. So, now, here's what's going to happen. All right, I'll call him during the break. I'll bet you 10 bucks he's too busy or doesn't want to talk to us. Nah, I got something going on. Uh, I'm very busy right now. I'll do it another time. You're just going to make fun of me. All right, well, let's get we'll a break. See. We'll right. see if we can get him on. We're back after this. You're 
listening to Hour One of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by University PC Care, your local tech support experts for all your personal and business needs. Visit universitypccare.com to learn more today. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. University PC Care has been Pirate Nation's go-to IT expert since 2006 and are the local tech support experts for any of your business needs. Let University PC Care take care of it so you can take care of business. Visit universitypccare.com to learn more today. Now let's head back into PRL. Here's Cliff. Uh, before we talk about Lee D, I got uh, more personal questions for you, Troy, about your sons. All right. Uh, is the World Cup on Bryson Tyler's radar at all? Uh, very little. Yeah. They, they, when USA plays, we had it on. All right. Paid attention to it. Good. Uh, they other, play Saturday at nine. Will the Dreyfuses be watching? Yeah, we'll put it on. All right. Yeah. Uh, but or ten. I'm sorry, ten o'clock. Other than that, it's hard. Like if you have it on here at the station, it's something. You know, it's a live sporting event. Yeah. But I'm not following who's playing when. I heard Germany lost. You know, is out. I was uh, just wondering, like, if kids, like, if that's something that kids are not, into. Not my kids. They'll, yeah. As I said, they'll watch. I think two. We. It's a weird. I don't think people are in the World Cup. One, it should be. We talked about this off there. It should be played in the summertime, so it's a weird time. Well, there's of year. that, and your there's, kids are in school during the games. Correct. There's that. The, the time because of where it's being played, the times yeah. are weird for us. Yeah. You know, it's it's being played while people are in school. Yeah, this work. fall winter the World winter Cup thing is crazy. It competes with the holiday time now. Yeah. You know, people out busy shopping, doing different things. So this is, I think, it's off the radar of a lot of people personally oh, yeah. if, it, if no, usa it can continue to win that will be the big story if they lose saturday i will i doubt i'll even pay attention to it going uh forward. same here uh they play it's at over. 10 a.m against the netherlands on saturday uh <clears throat> germany has just been ousted from their group so a bit of a surprise there uh so east carolina will face the winner of uh east carolina the united states will face the winner of argentina wow. and australia i was just talking about us being nationally relevant and you've got us world rele- well, relevant. well you know what troy that's where i set my goals that's good clip expand throughout the world did not see this plot twist all right so um we uh you did call lee d during the break we did you witnessed this. i actually I heard on, the conversation I put it on speaker we should i wish we had done this live we should have done it live god it would have been hilarious because my dad called you know friendly enough I will say, uh, so well, you can we redo the convert? Can we redo it? Sure. All right. Uh, hello. Hey, what you doing? Uh, watching the World Cup. Oh, <laughs> really? The and then I, I can't remember uh, what he said. It's crazy. He was, he was what did he say? Was crazy. Cup. Something's crazy with something's the World crazy. Cup. Yeah, it was crazy. It was something crazy with the World Cup. I said, "Oh well, we were going to call you for your wish you a happy birthday." Oh, huh. can, can can I call you on the air in the next segment? No. Yeah. All right. I'm not a big birthday guy. <laughs> it's true. Did this is that? the whole yeah. transcript. Yes, the, this is how it went. And the no, he said, was even more emphatic than I said it. Yeah, I it thought it would be like, nah. It was a straight up no. It was a straight no. up no. Like, he wasn't busy. Yeah. It was just a no. Like he's I'd sitting in his place watching the World Cup. Yeah. You know. Can we call you? No. <laughs> All right. Yeah. I'm not a big birthday guy. Kind of gets you off the hook, though. You don't have to do anything big for his birthday. Well, we, we had a very nice birthday dinner at the Angus Barn in Raleigh last weekend with uh, celebrated with the fam. That's called Thanksgiving. We did that, too. It was the end of Thanksgiving. <laughs> it was kind of a combo. It was yeah. kind of, it was Thanksgiving weekend, and yeah. then we celebrated early birthday. Boy, that place is nuts up there. 
but anyway um, so no lee d for you folks so so here's the thing he never wants to make a big deal about his birthday he's like don't get me anything you know he's got everything he needs really um you know he's got his health he's got good fortune he's got everything toy you could want you know like he's got what he's 83 what else does he need so if you don't get him like so he says don't get me anything so if you honor that wish then like a week or two later hey, you never even got me anything for my birthday and then you get him something he doesn't care about it so what do you do probably just like have the boys call them or something yeah give him the gift of time yeah give them yeah. The, the grandkids yeah that's, and good that's probably yeah we'll do that that'll be enough yep less you more them great idea clip i think would be great yep. for him. good call all right troy d uh anything else before we wrap it up is it over uh our time is over i gotta get to kevin monroe Corey glory i could go a couple more hours with this stuff i mean you've got way more imagining to do (laughs) we haven't even got to there's so much in this head that i've already imagined i hadn't thought about the ncaa basketball tournament i mean we could imagine that well let's save that for save for another day yeah for closer to march all right sounds good i've run that scenario when we get to the tournament the aac tournament where we're only four wins away only four away and let's see how we do in tournament play this year conference play I mean, that's what I mean. Regular Conference play, yes. That might motivate me more to imagine more. Right now, they're trying to beat Campbell on Friday night. By the way, you did, uh, we did on this briefly, you talked to Mike Schwartz earlier today. Anything mm-hmm. out of that other nothing, than nothing, he was uh, angry? We'll, we'll put it on our uh, social media yeah. and have it out there. Nothing life-changing. Um, Pirates just got to get over the hump Friday. Uh, we can lead a Campbell to water, but we can't make him win. All right. I'm glad you got those lines in before we got out of here today. <laughs> you got those in. I did see uh, some of a quote about the guy they've kind of, he thinks they're going to bounce back after their first home loss. And yeah. So I think so. We'll I, you know, sometimes you'll see that. We'll see. All right. We'll see. Hold on. Enjoyed it, Troy. Fun times. That was a fun hour. It was. All right. We'll, we'll see you uh, on Monday. Happy December, everybody. Happy December. Uh, players payday for a lot of people today that makes people happy the first of the month yeah uh players lounge monday also bills do correct uh what, yeah pending let me right. i gotta figure out the schedule with all the guys uh because you know coming off an off week here so we're we're gonna effort we will have the guys on i, I just gotta check and see if it's monday or not yeah. okay mm-hmm. good deal all right, because they better get practicing soon, depending on what bowl they're in. Correct. It could be two weeks away. We'll, uh, so. we'll find out this weekend yep. where East Carolina's going bowling. We'll have, I'll Obviously, be here Monday at 3. We'll have plenty to talk about. Bailey will be here Monday at noon. Yeah, and keep it locked to Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. If something does break, yeah. we'll have Boat, it for you. Post out there immediately. All right, KMO joins us when we return Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. Back with you after this. You're listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Beauty Bar Metaspa. Do you want to get rid of wrinkles, tighten and lift your skin, smooth your skin texture, erase veins and brown spots and get rid of unwanted hair? Are you interested in Botox or filler? Visit BeautyBarMetaspa.com to set up a free consultation. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. UBE has been an ECU tradition for over 50 years. You can shop online anytime at piratewear.com. UBE has the biggest and best selection of ECU sportswear and accessories for pirates of all ages. Every day is game day at UBE. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip Brock. Hi, right, back with you. Pirate Radio Live here on a Thursday. Talk some pirate football now with Kevin Monroe, former pirate color analyst on the pirate sports network he joins us today on the pit electric live line kevin how you doing man 
I'm doing good, Cliff. How about you? Doing good. Just waiting to uh, find out our bowl fate. And I thought something might have slipped out by now, Kevin, but it sounds like there's still jockeying going on and uh, may have to wait until Tulane and UCF wrap up the American Championship. But we're all kind of just sitting around here speculating at the moment, as uh, I'm sure you're uh, you're doing the same. Listen, my wife is trying to make uh, post-Christmas and pre-Christmas vacation planning, and this is throwing it out of whack. Exactly, and uh, hopefully we'll definitely have our answer by Sunday afternoon. Seems like in years past, though, Kevin, we've at least had an inkling or it's kind of leaked out, but it could go down to the wire this year, I guess. I can remember, uh, I think in 99, when we, like, as soon as the NC State game ended, the the Alabama Bowl folks, the Mobile Alabama Bowl folks were in the press box and offered us the bid right on the spot. Yeah. Like, it seemed like it used to happen right away, but... I guess it just depends on what conference you're in and what's going on. So it's gotten a little trickier these days. Kevin Monroe joining us. Kevin, I saw your name pop up on a uh, message board this week. And don't worry, it was for good things, uh, not bad things. Uh, They were talking about DBs. uh, You know, all the passing yards East Carolina has been given up. And and a poster was talking about, you know, uh, Jaquan McMillan leaving the program and and just leaving a, a pretty big void and uh they mentioned uh you know we, we need a we need a good duo of corners like kevin monroe and forrest foster and uh, a lot of folks yeah. said that that was you know we've had some great quarterbacks but as far as a duo uh you your uh your name and uh forrest foster's up there well at the top well listen i had a good career and i always joke with forrest that we're getting closer and closer to making the, the hall of fame as the years go by because People think that we were even better than we were, <laughs> but right. we, it was it was fun time, and he, he was a, he was a great player, and uh, and we we took it personal, you know, we took it personal. Guys caught touchdowns on us, and nowadays it's like, hey, he caught touchdown, I'll, you know, I'll get him next time, and it's just like it would ruin my whole week. If I caught <laughs> a touchdown on me, so uh, I don't know, but I do I do agree that had had uh, Daquan been here and and the way Malik played this year, that would have been a really good tandem. Uh, and, and we have been a lot better off. And Kevin, we had a lengthy discussion about it after the game on Saturday and just trying to figure out, I mean, I asked the question, what happened uh, to this defense? What happened to this team, What is specifically the defense? And and Billy Weaver had a response, and I, I think it, I'll see what you think about it. He said, you know, nothing's really changed. Uh, ECU's still good against the run. And teams figured out, okay, let's not even really try to run. Let's just throw the ball over the middle because there's no adjustments being made. And guys are running free, and we made E.J. Warner look like Kurt Warner uh, the other day up in Philly. So, Kevin, as you've seen the season go along, uh, because there hasn't been major injuries on the defensive side, it's still the same guys, still the same coordinator. Uh, can you, you put your finger on why we're seeing what we're seeing right now uh, with this defense giving up yards? I will say there's some truth to what, what Billy's saying. I think that our safeties are big hit, you know, tackle-making uh, safety. And I, don't, I can't really pick out one that I'm like, okay, he's a ball hawk in the secondary. If that ball goes up, he's going to get it. Uh, I, I like them all in the run game, you know, whether it's Wood or, 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 or Tegan Wilk, uh, or Dorsey. Uh, these guys all play the run well. They, they do a good job of filling. You know, they're almost, you know, linebackers back there. Uh, but corners need help. I mean, corners need help. I, you know, if you're, if you got, if you know you have two good safeties behind you, you can take more chances. Um, you can play certain, certain guys certain ways, whether you want to go, go and press them or you want to play a guy outside in or, or whatever. 
you you have to know that you have safety help that you can count on. And I don't know if our if our corners trust our safeties to be there in coverage where they're supposed to be at all times. And and you know I I understand the way that Coach Harold put this defense. You want to have a run stopping defense. If you can stop the run, you can win games. But you've got to be able to in this day and age of the spread offense. You've got to be able to cover the pass as well. You got to have linebackers that can run and help out underneath. You got to have safety that can hang out over top and make plays. Uh, every good corner in the NFL has good safeties behind him and has a good pass rush up front. And so those are the things that you know East Carolina is working on, but it's a work in progress because they've got to rush the passer better and they've got to have better better help over top. Kevin Monroe giving his insight here on Pirate Radio Live on a Thursday. East Carolina awaiting their opponent and uh, bowl destination here, and we'll have that at the latest on uh, Sunday. Kevin, a shootout in Philly last week. We talked about the defense. Well, East Carolina's offense was able to do enough, and without Keaton Mitchell, they don't win that game, and then it took uh, a, a, another across the body, no, 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 yes, yes, yes pass from uh, Holden Aylers to Jalen Johnson, but Man, you can't say enough about Keaton Mitchell. 300 yards uh, of offense, four touchdowns, uh, just a, a one-man show out there. You know what? It was hidden early on uh, how much we needed Keaton because we had Rajay, and, uh, and and Rajay's a good back. And, you know, he runs hard in between the tackles. He can get three or four yards of carry. He can move the chains. And so you aren't as concerned about whether Keaton Mitchell's on the field when you got Rajay. But when Rajay was gone, it, it opened our eyes in a big way, especially in that two-lane game when, when uh, Keaton was banged up a little bit. He didn't look 100%. He didn't have that burst, and we just couldn't get anything going in the running game. Uh, that really showed a lot about who we were. And I think, I think Marlon Gunn is, is a really good player. He's going to be good for a lot of years here. But he's just not Keaton, not, not yet. And so, um, gosh, the, the fact that he, can, that he can break it for 50, 60, 70 yards on any given handoff, on any given swing pass, not only is it great for our offense, but it's a terror on defenses because defenses have to pay special attention to him. If he lines up wide at receiver, they have to treat him like a receiver and not like a running back trying to play receiver. And so he, he opens up a lot for Holt Nails in the passing game because he's out there. And, uh, and thank God he's, he's been able to stay healthy because – Right now, he is the big man on offense. He's, he's the best player out on that side of the ball. Uh, just a dominant effort uh, against Temple and then really a great effort all year, earning him first-team All-AAC honors. Kevin Monroe joining us. Kevin, you kind of joked about becoming the old guy. Well, a lot of things have changed. Uh, now you can say back in my day, we didn't have the transfer portal and NIL and all that. And, and man, the next uh, – Two weeks, two months, whatever. Uh, that, that's we're going to be talking a lot about that. Who's leaving the program? Who are the Pirates trying to add to the roster? It has become free agency. You can't add players in the season, but you can dang sure do it uh, after the season and before the the next season. So that's going to be a focus among all these schools out here now. As uh, everybody is is going to be on the move here, it's it's fascinating to see. Listen, I, as a true freshman, I redshirted, didn't play at all. As a redshirt freshman, I only played special teams. As a redshirt sophomore, I started two games, but I was a backup for the other, you know, nine. And so that was that was college football then. College football now, if you if you were basically sitting for three seasons, you're looking for someone else to play, and that's unfortunate. But guys just aren't willing to wait. I mean, you look at the guys that are, that went in the transfer portal, the, the quarterback, Mooney. You know, those guys all have two and three seasons left to play. And you would think, you know, if you got that that long left in the program that you might want to wait it out and see when you get your opportunity. Now, I understand quarterback because, I mean, everyone's saying that Garcia is going to be the man for the next three years, so I get that. I want that kid to go off and, and find a career somewhere else and, and, and be happy and get a chance to play. So I understand it. 
But it, this is just one of those days now where it's like, I think I'm good. I want to be on the field now to show you how good I am. And if I'm sitting, I'm looking for somewhere else to play. And was that even a thought for you, Kevin, when you were red shirt and when you were getting in on special teams but not in a DB? Like, did you ever say, you know, I could go to another school, and but you would have to sit out a year? I mean, it's so different now that that I don't know. Did that option even cross your brain back then? It never crossed my mind, not at all. You back in the day, you start something, you finish it. That's yeah. how I felt. Uh, that's where I wanted to be. Now, I will say, as I got to be a junior and a senior. And, you know, I was starting as a junior, coming back my senior year. I knew I was a pretty good player, got all the preseason accolades, all that kind of stuff. I did say to myself, man, I could probably play in the SEC. I could <laughs> play here, play there. I never thought about leaving, but just for my ego, I, it's good to know, hey, I'm a pretty good player. If I wanted to go somewhere, I probably could. Yeah. Kevin Monroe joining us, Pit Electric Live Line here on a Thursday. Kevin, uh, some big news in the football world today. and. Uh, you know, good news for East Carolina and the East Carolinas of the world. The college football playoff will be expanding uh, to 12 teams beginning in the 2024-25 season. And if you are the um, highest ranked group of five champion, uh, you will get in that playoff. So it's uh, at least one slot to a lot of teams, but uh, it is it's something to strive for. It, it gives you a real chance, a real shot to get in. We saw Cincinnati had to run the table two straight years and get help from others to get in last year. Uh, well, now, if uh, if this playoff format started today, you would have uh, Tulane, or I guess the Tulane-UCF winner, uh, be in the playoff this year. Yeah, I think it's awesome. Um, you know, I don't know how big it's going to get. I don't know if it'll get bigger than 12. Um, I don't think it needs to be, you know, 64 or 68, whatever basketball does. But certainly um, having a playoff system, giving giving the, the smaller dogs an opportunity to play the big dogs, prove what they can do, uh, is a big deal. Because, in, in, like I said, in this day and age of spread offense, you never know what could happen. You know, a team could come out and score 40 points and, and, uh, and you not expect them to be able to do that. Uh, and so having this opportunity to get more teams in the playoff can only make college football better. I get, I get the argument against it is that you, you're playing too many games and, and, the, and the, the more teams in the playoff, the, the longer the season in is and the college, these college kids are getting themselves beat up and the ones that are trying to go to the NFL, you know, are they going to be playing in, the, in these next extra two or three games, that kind of thing. And so does it water down uh, the season if you do that? I, I get all of that. But in terms of what college football is all about and determining who the best teams are, who, who's going to be the champion, who's going to be – you know, top four or five when the season's over. The only way you can actually figure that out is you do it like they do it in basketball and let all the teams play and see what happens. Kevin, you also see these days a trend that uh, wasn't around when you played that guys will sit out a bowl game, start getting ready for, you know, training for the NFL combine or getting ready for the NFL draft, whatever. Well, now if you're, if you have these uh, expanded playoffs, you're going to have more guys sticking around playing in games. And I want to ask you, Kevin, as do you remember back when you played, uh, you know, when you go to a bowl game, did it feel like, an exhibition was it even bigger than a regular season game? You know, how did you treat a bowl game compared to like a week seven conference game? No, it was it was huge for us. It was huge. It was, and if you remember back back when I played, you know, we went eight and three in nineteen ninety six and didn't get a bowl. Right, off, right. Yeah. These days that'd be criminal, right? And so it was a privilege to go to a bowl back then. It just yeah. wasn't as many bowls, and, and and to come from a conference like Conference USA or in ninety six, we weren't even in Conference USA yet. So to, to come, you know, from an outside looking in, trying to get into a bowl game, it was tough. And so uh, I can understand how these days, you know, maybe you 
know, you, you can be five and six sometimes or, or five and seven sometimes and, and, and get into a bowl. I get how that is, and I understand, you know, how people don't take it as serious. I mean, you just look at the example of, of, of Jalen Smith, you know, in, in the NFL. I mean, he was one of the most dominant players in, in, in college football, probably the most dominant player at Notre Dame before that big injury, right? And that big injury happened in a bowl game, yeah. and then all of a sudden, and all of a sudden, he he now drops down. He's not he's not the top ten pick. He's now second or third round wherever the Cowboys got him. And then you fast forward two or three years later, the Cowboys cut him, and now he's bouncing around the league. He ends up with the Giants. I mean, and he you know he could end up having a great career and make a lot of money, but he certainly hurt himself by playing in that bowl game. It was a freak injury, but I, I understand why guys sometimes sit out yeah kevin monroe joining us pit electric live line kevin speaking of the nfl speaking of the giants a uh, big one between the the giants and commanders coming up they'll play each other twice uh, in the next three weeks and kind of figure out things where that what they're going to do as far as the uh, playoffs go cowboys still trying to catch the eagles uh who keep on winning but man the nfc east if the playoffs started today how about it kevin all four teams would be in the playoffs isn't that crazy? I, I'm starting to feel like three are going to get in. I, I thought before it would be two, but I'm starting to think that three are going to get in because if you look around the rest of the NFC, I mean, guys leading their divisions have five wins. Yeah. And it's like, that's kind of crazy. And so I don't know how it's going to end up. Obviously, our division is going to have to cannibalize you know, itself. Everybody's playing each other, and so there's going to be some more losses. But outside of the division, the teams are performing very, very well. So I'm, I'm starting to think three teams, three teams are going to get in, and, and the commanders could be one of them. It looks like you know, if I'm if, if it's a buy or sell situation, I'm selling the Giants right now, and I'm buying the Commanders. Yeah, it seems like the Giants are trending down, Commanders up, but that could all change on Sunday. We shall see. Hopefully, Chase Young uh, finally gets in the lineup for Washington. Kevin, always enjoyed the football chat with you, man. Once we have a bowl opponent and a destination, uh, we'll do a little preview with you. So we'll uh, we'll talk to you later on this uh, December, man. Sounds good, Cliff. I appreciate it. Kevin Monroe joining us, Pitt Electric Live Line, talking some football with KMO. We'll take a break, come back, and we'll talk some football with our old friend Corey Glore, who will be on the call Saturday for the Tulane Green Wave when they take on the UCF Knights. We'll talk Tulane, preview that game, and catch up with Corey when we return on Pirate Radio Live here on a Thursday. Back with you after this. You're listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Beauty Bar Metaspa. Do you want to get rid of wrinkles, tighten and lift your skin, smooth your skin texture, erase veins and brown spots and get rid of unwanted hair? Are you interested in Botox or filler? Visit BeautyBarMetaspa.com to set up a free consultation. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Have you heard? Winslow's is now 5th Street Hardware Restaurant and Tap Room. And with a brand new look, 5th Street Hardware also has a new menu and serves lunch and dinner Tuesday through Sunday, plus brunch starting at 1030 on Saturdays and Sundays. Follow uh, 5th Street Hardware on Instagram for the latest events and specials. They have a new look, a new name, but it's the same location right on 5th Street, right beside the State Theater. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. Back with you on Pirate Radio Live. It is Conference Football Championship Weekend, which begins at 1 o'clock on Friday uh, with the MAC title game. You got three championships on Friday. Capping off uh, Friday night with USC and Utah. That'll be fun to watch after some Pirate Hoops and Minji's Coliseum. And then on Saturday, Tulane 
uh, looking for an American championship when they take on at UCF. And always great uh, when we get a chance to talk to our old buddy, a familiar voice around these parts, Corey Glore, play-by-play voice of the Tulane Green Wave, joining us on the Pit Electric Live line. Corey, how you doing, man? I am doing well, Clip Brock. How are you and Pirate Radio doing? Hey, doing fantastic. Uh, trying to figure out our bowl destination, getting ready for some postseason football. And uh, Tulane has some postseason football coming up this Saturday, Corey. And, man, what a year it's been for the Green Wave. In fact, we uh, had you on earlier this year. I think I even said, hey, maybe we'll get you back on to preview an ECU-Tulane championship. And a couple weeks ago, that was – still a possibility pirates lost the heartbreaker to cincinnati and that one kind of carried over to a loss against houston but tulane gets the job done uh in fact uh snapping that cincinnati home winning streak how about that one on saturday court that was pretty special clip I, you know i i didn't necessarily doubt that tulane would be able to win that game but with everything that has surrounded cincinnati in the last five years there for them to actually go in and, you know, need to score late to pull ahead and then hang on for a win in that building. Uh, that, uh, I think, you know, if you weren't in yet, you weren't quite convinced yet about what Tulane was this year. That, I think, erased many more doubters about the quality of this team and a regular season championship. You had to go through that team to do it, and you were able to go out there and get the job done. Corey Glore joining us, Pit Electric Live Line. So now a date with UCF coming up in the AAC Championship. And, Corey, I know you guys do a lot down there to, to try to get interest, to try to get that that quaint stadium full. Uh, how about this Saturday? Are you expecting uh, – what are the folks down there expecting? Will we have a, a big-time environment there? This will be uh, maybe oversold. Uh, it, it sold out in about five hours on Sunday when tickets were first made available. Some other tickets are, are kind of leaking out in the last couple days of this week once we get returns on whether UCF will use up their full allotment of tickets, whether season ticket holders here are able to use the ones that they are allotted and able to purchase. So there are a couple more trickling out, but it will be uh, filled up here inside Yeoman Stadium, and, and that was, you know, to say that was great to see unfold Sunday, I and mean, it's everything that was going on Sunday around this, these parts, uh, that that was awesome to see that they they will be coming out here in full force Saturday afternoon. As far as the game itself, it's a rematch from a November 12th date, and UCF won that day 38-31 over the Green Wave. They meet up again coming up Saturday, 4 o'clock uh, Eastern and uh, Corey, what happened uh, in that one that that needs to reverse in this one? What went wrong uh, in the first meeting? John Rice Plumley ran for 145 yards in the first quarter, and that that won't get the job done. I don't care how long a game is, and I mean when Plumley is running like that, very few are able to stop him. But I mean there there was almost no resistance in that first quarter here. It, it was the first time this year in which a team really punched Tulane in the mouth to open a game and they did an, a better job responding as the game went along, but it was clear that they were in catch-up mode the entire way. And so it was Plumley that did it early on, then Isaiah Bowser really closed the game on his own, the the UCF big running back and um you know Tulane still lost by 7. They were still in the mix here despite about seven drops from the receivers, eight penalties, which was a season high for this club. And 
a lot of things that you could tell just weren't quite bouncing their way. They had a couple turnovers overturned on review. They had a dropped interception, the red zone, the next play was a UCF touchdown. And so it was the first time all year in which they just really looked out of sorts from the very beginning. And so uh, I think, you know, you don't need a ton of motivation for what's coming up here on Saturday, but the fact that you're going to see the one team that knocked you off in this league in order to win a conference title, I'm sure that is in the back of some of these guys' minds that they can exact some revenge here on the one team that really took it to them a few weeks ago. No doubt, and you get them at home. Uh, once again, Corey Glore joining us, Pit Electric Live Line. So, Corey, there's that part of of what's going on right now at Tulane, and, and maybe the bigger deal and the, the most chatter has been about the head coach there and Willie Fritz. And I want to say it was around the same time that we heard rumblings of Luke Fickle out at Cincinnati on the way to Wisconsin and Willie Fritz on the way out of Tulane heading to Georgia Tech. The difference is there, we saw Luke Fickle getting off a plane, you know, in his Wisconsin gear and doing press conferences while at the same time, Willie Fritz is doing his Tulane press conferences and saying, we're getting ready for UCF this week and I'm going to be the coach here next year. And then a day or two later, uh, we saw it yesterday that Willie Fritz said, uh, you know, he will indeed be back and he's the head coach at Tulane. So, Corey, what was that, I don't know, two, three-day span like where everything is pointing at Willie Fritz to Georgia Tech, but in the meantime, he and everybody at Tulane saying, well, hold up. No, he's, he's our head football coach. What was that like? A little chaotic. Uh, it started trickling out Sunday afternoon that Georgia Tech and, and Coach Fritz were talking, and it was starting to progress forward. Uh, you know, I had caught a little bit of wind the the week prior that I know that the discussion had started between those two. I didn't know how much further it was going to go, but uh, but yeah, Sunday night there was some real honest concern here that not only would Willie Fritz be leaving for Georgia Tech, but he might be leaving that day. I mean, that was seemed to be the report from everyone in Atlanta that Georgia Tech wanted to make a coaching hire immediately because of the transfer portal opening up on, on yeah. Sunday here. Um, the, the early signing day is now the main signing day in college football. And so, you know, it's understandable that they would want a coach in place uh, before all of that unfolds. It, it was a good rule to make uh, a few years ago to make all this happen, but the unintended consequences of it are, are what happened here over the last 72 hours. And it seems like one school a year clip has to deal with this in some capacity. Last year was our friends down the road at Louisiana, Billy Napier going to Florida. Um, and it's rare for the coach that is being zeroed in on when they're about to play a championship game actually winds up sticking around. And that is, as we sit here right now, um, that's the case. You know, Georgia Tech got their guy. They, they brought back Brent Key, and that was the guy that fans clearly wanted there in Atlanta. Um, but, you know, just, uh, you know, 72 hours ago on Sunday night, it, it was, um, there was quite a bit of concern here that it was going to be Willie Fritz, and that really didn't alleviate until about Tuesday afternoon when the statement started coming out um, that he was going to be up, re-upping there in Atlanta, and, and Willie was sticking around here. So uh, there was a pretty deep exhale here in New Orleans back on Tuesday afternoon when all of this hopefully got settled once and for all. Yeah, and man, uh, stability getting harder and harder to come by in college athletics and, and sports overall. 
with coaches leaving transfer portal all those things we you talked about there but uh to have willie fritz back um that's a key how did you know how do you hold it all together Corey, coming off a two and ten year i mean i will say that when you pile up what willie fritz has done there that looks like an anomaly but man with the patience level at zero uh, when it comes to ads, when it comes to players, and you know, I don't want to stick around this two and ten team. I want to go somewhere else. And uh, so, how did he hold it together to go from two and ten to ten and two in a span of a year? I mean, that's pretty remarkable. I, I think it starts, frankly, intangibly, and the, the fact that Willie Fritz is genuinely a very good person, and so he creates an environment that is very appealing to be a part of. And so even as losses on the field are mounting, there were never any moments of uh, fracturing on this team last year. And you had a a group of juniors on that team that all made a point to say that they were going to prove last year wasn't truly them. And so they all banded together. They made it very clear that they were going to be working to fix what happened last year uh, and, and, to listen to their coach, to be there for their coach, and and vice versa for a guy who was there for them amidst some chaos last year, especially early on. And so you have a a savvy group of veteran leaders here that uh, all decided that they were sticking together and they weren't going to go their separate ways. They weren't going to try and find one last little piece of of, presumed glory in some other location. Uh, they were going to do it here, and they were going to get things done here, and, and not just you know get back to a bowl game. That they were saying back in August, clip that the goal was the conference championship, and very few believe them. You know, it took me a little bit to really jump on that bandwagon, but here we are. And so um, they they knew from the start that there was truly something building here, even what last year showed people, and they were committed to seeing it through to the end and. If they win on Saturday, then they'll accomplish just that. Corey Glore joining us, calling a championship game on Saturday and potentially uh, calling a really big bowl game uh, after that, Corey. And I don't know what the uh, how it all works out. I'm just saying from a fan standpoint, uh, we've been talking this week, is there any chance we could get like Tulane versus LSU in the Sugar Bowl and just have everybody down there drunk and partying for – a week and have an incredible football game? Like, is that any you know, any chance? I, I don't believe there's a chance of that happening. <laughs> there, there was some honest uh, fire brewing about a Tulane-LSU Cotton Bowl. Okay. Um, because that's where, like, Tulane, uh, if they win Saturday, it will be the Cotton Bowl. Okay. Uh, like, that's where they would go. Uh, and the Cotton Bowl doesn't have a specific conference tie-in this year they have the last pick of the rotation in the year six and that's why the group of five champion would be going there um and so had lsu not lost to texas a&m they were very much in the mix of that um but they they stumbled all over themselves in college station like we we were heading down that path it Mm. certainly looks like when you think about a you know, there's an Alabama and a Tennessee in there as well. And if LSU finished ranked behind one of them and in front of another, then, you know, you're assuming Georgia's in the playoff and Alabama would be at the Sugar Bowl because the SEC has to go there. And then it'd be the next ranked SEC mm-hmm. team that would go into 
uh, the Cotton Bowl. And so there was a, a real shot that LSU was going to be in that mix, but they, they decided to lose to Texas A&M. So I, I, that's not going to happen, unfortunately. I think a lot of folks here would have loved that. Maybe even some folks in Baton Rouge will love that as well, but but that will not be in the cards. Yeah, projection I'm looking at. I didn't I didn't know it was the Cotton Bowl, but uh, yeah, Cotton Bowl versus Penn State. Either way, it'll be uh, fantastic if Tulane can punch their ticket there out of the American. Corey Glore joining us. Corey, while we got you here, uh, little hoops. Ron Hunter's team off to a, a five and two start. Got a date with Bryant coming up. That's uh, I like that game. I have to check that one out on ESPN Plus. That's coming up next week this weekend it'll be fordham uh let's see buffalo george mason mississippi valley state rounding out the non-conference before you get in to league play so uh high expectations this year for tulane Corey, how have they done uh so far with those expectations they have done decently i would say they're five and two but they, they have not had a full strength roster yet this year they have always been missing guys uh, the there has been a very slow and frustrating flu that has worked its way through this roster. And so at the start of the year, we were without Jalen Cook uh, for the first two games. And then he finally got back on the floor and, and his hamstring, which was an issue at the end of last year, started tightening up. And so he missed the Cayman Islands tournament we were just in last week. Finally got back on the floor this past Monday and played all right. Jalen Forbes has been a, a workhorse so far. and He had his best game of the year a couple nights ago against UL Monroe, but they're still without a couple of key bench guys on Monday due to an illness. And so Ron Hunter has been pretty open to me here that even during preseason camp, he has rarely had a full-strength roster to manage. And so I think the fact they're 5-2 and two, um, is, is where the, the minimum of where they expected to be by this point. Um, and the fact that they've done this without, you know, certainly Cook around for a lot of this and, have had to lean on, you know, Forbes and Kevin Cross to carry the load so far. And, you know, they've beaten the teams that they should have beaten by this point, all at home. The Cayman tournament was frustrating, no question, and they saw themselves as pretty equal to a lot of those teams, and they went one and two. But they are still not at a point where uh, Ron Hunter feels as though he can really let this group loose. He's just waiting for this group to actually get to full strength and, Hopefully it happens soon here because you mentioned you know, Bryant will pose a bit of a challenge next week. They go to Atlanta to play Buffalo next weekend, and then they're playing George Mason in Chicago the weekend after. Um, and so you have some unique trips coming up before conference play. But um, you start off with a Cincinnati and a Memphis, bang, bang, to open up league. Uh, and they will not be uh, caring too much if you are still battling uh, a weaker roster here due to health. So yeah, I think that Zuri's still out a little bit here, Clip. But they have had they've done what they should have done by and large so far. And let's not downplay that game in Atlanta versus Buffalo. That's part of the holiday hoops giving on December tenth, Corey. Holiday hoops giving. Happy hoops giving. <laughs> Absolutely. You and yours as well. Corey Glore joining us. He'll be on the call coming up this Saturday. AAC Championship Tulane taking on UCF. Awesome stuff, Corey. Uh, man, you've called some big games, some big time moments in your uh, very short time there. So uh, how how you enjoying life down there in Louisiana? You know, this has been uh, this has been pretty great here this year. Uh, and, uh, and calling some big-time moments for a team that uh, is worthy of them. This is what you, you gear up for, and you, you hope you get the opportunity to do when you have a role like this. And I called my fair share in Greenville, and now this is going to be 
I mean, really kind of the first major one that I've had here uh, in my time at Tulane. I had a conference semifinal for basketball, I had a conference semifinal for baseball last year, but I mean, you're talking about for all the marbles and a cotton bowl coming up here on Saturday. So this is uh, this is as big as it gets here for uh, for the Tulane Green Wave, and uh, I hope it I hope it's able to be pushed across the finish line here because this group definitely deserves it. Absolutely, Corey. Always uh, enjoy an excuse to get you on the air here on Pirate Radio. We'll do it again when East Carolina and Tulane uh, meet on the hardwood. So have a great call Saturday, man, and. I'll be uh, certainly rooting for the Green Wave. i got to imagine most of Pirate Nation will. We're not big fans of UCF, so we'll have your back on Saturday. I appreciate it. You never need an excuse to call me and talk to me and put me on your airwaves and have a wonderful Hoopsgiving. All right. Happy Hoopsgiving to all. There's Corey Glore joining us on the Pit Electric Live line. We will take a timeout, come back, wrap up our number two of Pirate Radio Live take a look at what's going on tonight on the buccaneer music hall scoreboard and then we'll throw it to hour three where we will talk to former pirate and great cup champion deshaun amos also jeff nadu barstool sports will join us as well more to go on pirate radio live back with you after this You're listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Beauty Bar Metaspa. Do you want to get rid of wrinkles, tighten and lift your skin, smooth your skin texture, erase veins and brown spots and get rid of unwanted hair? Are you interested in Botox or filler? Visit BeautyBarMetaspa.com to set up a free consultation. Now, back to the show. Welcome back for the latest breaking news, interesting stories, and awesome contests that can make you a winner. Be sure to follow Pirate Radio on our social media. You can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and and Instagram at PR927FM. Join the over 60,000 followers today. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. Back with you, Pirate Radio Live, here on a Thursday. Coming up tonight on the Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard, presented by the Buck. The Buck. Thursday night football. The Bills at the Patriots. Big one in the AFC East, because if you look at it right now, the uh, Miami Dolphins and Buffalo Bills tied at eight and three. Jets are seven and four. Pats six and five. So they all have winning records there in the AFC East, just as all the teams in the NFC East do. So an important game tonight in Foxborough, and I believe the Patriots will be wearing the red throwbacks with the uh, the white helmets tonight. So it'll be a good red, white, and blue uniform game as the uh, Pats and Bills go at it. Uh, earlier today in the World Cup, we had Germany ousted from their group despite a 4-2 to two win over Costa Rica. They were knocked out. Japan beat Spain 2-1 to one with two goals in the second half. Croatia and Belgium nil-nil in that one. Morocco beat Canada. So, looking at now the uh, the round of 16, the knockout bracket, there are still um, four spots to be determined, which will be tomorrow. Uh, but right now, it looks like this. Netherlands versus USA, 10 a.m. on Saturday. Argentina and Australia later on on Saturday. Uh, coming up on Monday, Japan will play Croatia. 
on the uh, the fourth. That would be Sunday. It'll be England versus Senegal, and France and Poland. And on Tuesday, Morocco will play Spain. So there are four more teams that will enter the round of sixteen. But USA right now basically in the Sweet Sixteen with a matchup against the Netherlands coming up this weekend. Uh, tonight in college basketball, we'll dive into the slate with uh, Jeff Nadeau a little later on in today's show. But you do have some top 25 matchups tonight. Uh, conference action actually beginning tonight in the Pac-12. Arizona is at Utah and UCLA at Stanford. Also in top 25 action tonight, Tristan Newton and the Connecticut Huskies, 8-0, number 8 in the country, will take on Oklahoma State in the Big East Big 12 battle. Uh, top 10 matchup in those conferences, uh, Creighton will be at Texas also seton hall at kansas so those are the uh, top 25 action uh games going on tonight see if anything's going on in the american uh looks like no no aac games tonight they will uh resume on friday when the pirates host campbell and south florida host charleston southern kind of sad there's no college football on tonight but that's uh where we are in the sports calendar all right so that's a look at your buccaneer music hall scoreboard presented by the buck the buck we'll take a break come back when we return we will talk to former east carolina db he is a cfl all-star and a great cup champion he is deshaun amos he'll join us just won a title with the toronto argonauts we'll talk about his cfl career his days at ECU, and more when we kick off hour number three of Pirate Radio Live. We're back with you after this. You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Brown and Wood is your home of the best selection of GMC, Cadillac, Buick, and Mazda in eastern North Carolina since 1937. Shop their entire inventory online at brownandwoodauto.com or visit them on Greenville Boulevard. Brown & Wood, Greenville's number one dealership and the home of the lifetime powertrain warranty. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Cliff. All right, back with you on Pirate Radio Live here on a Thursday. We got a lot of Pirates playing football uh, professionally. Some here in the States. uh, A banner day for Zay Jones on Sunday uh, for the Jacksonville Jaguars. We got some north of the border as well in canada and uh one of those joins us now on the pit electric live line uh he's famous amos on twitter and he's becoming uh famous in canada for his all-star appearance in 2019 and now uh helping toronto to a gray cup championship deshaun amos former east carolina db joining us on the pit electric live line deshaun great to catch up with you how you doing man how you doing, my man? I'm doing good. I appreciate you having me on. Absolutely. Great to uh, to hear from you once again. And uh, Deshaun uh, doing big things in the CFL. He is an all-star. He is a great cup champion. And uh, Deshaun, let's talk about what it's been like the last couple weeks for you. When I contacted you, you said uh, 
you had some celebrating to do and uh and and you know you crowned a champion so what's the last uh, couple weeks been like for you and, and what are you up to now oh man uh <laughs> um i guess the easiest way i can say is just just what i said before man it's just been a lot of celebrating um creating a lot of good memories with the guys um it's just not often that you know that you win a great cup with a group of guys and so just spent really just spent the last couple of weeks or week and some change just um you know extending those memories um and just just enjoying all the hard work that we put in man um and right now i'm actually on the way back home uh where is home for you now where do you uh stay in the off season uh richmond virginia Okay, good deal. So back uh, headed towards the States. Uh, and I want to ask you about, you know, playing in the CFL. You've played with the Calgary Stampeders and then uh, won a championship with Toronto. And I've always heard, I've never been to Canada, uh, Deshaun, but I've always heard Toronto is about the closest thing to a U.S. city you could get in Canada. So uh, what, what has it been like north of the border for you? Oh, man. Um, my experience here has been has been nothing short of great so far. Um, just starting off, like you said, in Calgary, back in 2018, coming up here on expanded rosters. Um, actually, that was probably the most lucky year I've, I've had up here. Uh, just being up here for a month, barely a month. Um, I was active. The first game I was active, I think I had maybe been here for a little over a week. So I was kind of thrown into the fire. Um, but, you know, a lot of the guys in the locker room and, and in the Calgary organization, the coaches, um, you know, they made sure that I was prepared, that it wasn't just something that it was complete chaos for me. But I was I was actually lucky to play two games there. Um, and then just, you know, being peace squad for the rest of the year, we were already first in the league, um, you know, projected to win the Great Cup, and we did that year. So, like I said, I felt very lucky that I came in and I was here for barely a month and was actually, you know, able to experience the Great Cup in my first year and win it um, with, with the Calgary Stampeders. And then um, that next year, being able to, to uh, earn that earn that starting job that, that Phil has, and I uh, really get my feet wet and, and kind of make my step on the league and, and show show the league here north of the border, you know how I can play and uh, the player that I am, the person that I am. Um, and that year, uh, like I said, nothing short of great, man. Uh, I, that was the year I was able to make All Star and, like I said, put my step on the year. And um, 2020 was actually an off year for the CFL because of COVID, so um, they actually didn't have the season, but. Um, with my 19th season, I was able to uh, go back down south and have a short stint with Green Bay, uh, which was, you know, a great experience. Just didn't work out for me. Um, came back here at 21, signed back with Calgary again. Um, another great year for me. You know, I, I was switched positions, so I was a boundary corner, boundary half, which um, is actually where I started off in 18. Uh, but played a year there. Um, another great year. You know, we didn't go far in the playoffs, but. Um, another year under the belt that I was able to show, you know, my talent to the league and show my consistency. Um, and then this past year, uh, making a move here uh, to the East Coast, to Toronto, and um, winning another Great Cup. You know, this time actually playing in it um, was a was a, a way different experience. Um, but, you know, being able to, like I said, suit back up for a Great Cup and go and win it was amazing. Yeah, stacking that trophy case. Deshaun Amos joining us. And uh, Deshaun, you've developed a a fan base up there. It was pretty cool to see uh, on Twitter after you won uh, with Toronto. I saw a a bunch of Calgary fans uh, saying congratulations to you. And, and, you know, we take our team seriously. But for uh, for Calgary fans to to still root for you, I think that says a lot about the, uh, the guy you are, the player you are. So that was pretty cool to see. Yeah, it was. It was. 
Deshaun, uh, so you've had the, the stints uh, with the Giants and the Packers in the NFL. So, like, this offseason, for instance, uh, do you are you locked in with Toronto for next season? Do you kind of explore all your options? What is that like for you right now? Um, coming off of a one-year a one-year contract, so um, I'm, I'll be a free agency, a free agent again. Um, I believe it's like the beginning of February is when the actual free agency window window hits. Um, so Toronto has my rights up until then, and um, we'll be talking, you know, as far as trying to extend and um, you know stay here in Toronto. Um, but at the same time, explore my options as well, right? Um, you know, at the end of the day, I'm American. Um, I'll, uh, you know, I, I grew up all my life playing American football, and um, if I get another shot down south, it'll be something that'll, you know, I'll have to think about, you know, because like we just spoke about, I, I have a great career going here um, in the CFL. I like it here, um, you know, and, and, and with the things that I've been able to do up here, I believe that I have a great job security here as well. So, um, you know, I'm, I'm making a great living. I'm doing what I love to do. Um, at this at this point in time, I'm 28, you know, so um, a lot of the ripping and running, it, it isn't the same as when I was younger where I, <laughs> you know, take every opportunity and, you know, risk risk that, you know, a little more. Um, now it's more, like I said, it's more about job security. It's more about, um, you know, kind of knowing where I'm going to be. You know, uh, I was just talking with someone earlier about my career since I've left college and I've, I've kind of been bouncing around a little bit everywhere. Even though I played three years in Calgary, um, you know, they, those three years were broken up, you know, with me going back down to Green Bay and it comes yeah. up signing one year and then bounced to Toronto. So, um, you know, at this point in time, I'm, I'm really looking to, to find a home. Um, and so, like I said, it, being a free agent, that does come with exploring your options and seeing who all wants to, uh, you know, provide that home for me. Um, and then at the end of the day, I have to figure out you know, what's best for me, what's best for my situation, um, and, and, and go with that. So um, Toronto does know that I, that I want to I wanna stay here, and I love it here, and I think we, we're building something very special here. Um, at the same time, though, everybody in the world knows that there's a business side to it as well. So, um, you know, it's, it's, it's cool, but, you know, it's kind of stressful as well, you know, dealing with the business side of it, but uh, I believe it'll work out as, as it has my, my entire career. Yeah, good stuff to Sean Amos joining us, former Pirate. Uh, he is a CFL All-Star in 2019 and uh, a couple of great Cub rings as well, most recently uh, just a couple weeks ago with the Toronto Argonauts. Uh, Deshaun, uh, a little bit of Pirate flavor there in the CFL. I know uh, Stanley Bryant, uh, potential uh, CFL Hall of Famer, with what he's been able to do uh, on the O-line all these years. And, you know, Dominique Davis up there, Emmanuel Davis was up there uh, for a while. So you've probably crossed paths with uh, a few Pirates, I would imagine, during your time up there, right? Most definitely. Most definitely. Everybody is, is, is crazy because it's no different than being in Greenville, right? It's, it's uh, you know, when you pass another Pirate, you cross paths with another Pirate, um, they always know, right? So I didn't, <laughs> I didn't know much about Stanley Bryan until I got up here. Um, and I actually found out about him through uh, Clay Brooks, who was actually my D coordinator when I first got up here. Yeah. Um, and he's a pirate. So, so um, and then, like you said, when I got here, Emmanuel Davis was, he was on the team. He actually played my position um, before I got the starting job at field half. And he coached me a lot through it on, on the difference between, you know, playing down south and playing up here. So, uh, big shout out to, to my boy, Emmanuel Davis. 
Um, Dominique Davis, like you said, he's, he's playing quarterback. He actually played him in the um, in the semifinals with, with uh, against Montreal. And so, um, you know, even Justin Hardy's up here. He's in Ottawa. Oh, yeah. Um, I, I didn't get a chance to guard him, unfortunately. <laughs> um, I was looking forward to that game. Um, but he was, he was there present, and we got to talk um, and just, just catch back up. Um, and then, like you said, uh, Stanley Bryant. Uh, you say potential, but I, I think he has a Hall of Fame. I think he has it wrapped up, man. He's been doing a lot of great things out here consistently, uh, year in and year out. Uh, the league loves him. He has the league's respect. Um, and, and Winnipeg, you know, they, they have a great winner, Stanley. So, um, like you said, man, this is no matter where you go, you can't, you really can't get away from, you know, Pirate Nation. And um, it's just a, it's just a, a friendly reminder of how great of a university that uh, I chose back in the day. That's awesome to hear, uh, Deshaun. And, and with your playing career, everything you've been able to do, I got to imagine it's been tough to get back here to Greenville. Have you ever been able to get back for a game uh, since you've been gone? Um, man, I know, I know, I was able to come back within the first couple of years, but it, it has been a while. But I was yeah. talking with my agent, Christian Kranz, who's a fellow pirate as well, and um, you know, we're trying to, we're trying to work something out. He's, he's now living in Raleigh, so I told him I would come by and visit him. And um, you know, we, whenever I'm in North Carolina, if I'm anywhere close to, to Greenville, I have to make my way through, and I like to see the changes and everything that I've seen on Twitter and. And Instagram is a lot different from when I was there. Um, but uh, one staple that will never change is, is of course, Sup Dogs. I, I got to stop by there and uh, give me some food. And uh, I think I think we'll have a good time if, if I can't make it through there. Yeah, no doubt. Deshaun Amos joining us. And uh, once a pirate, always a pirate. And uh, Deshaun, East Carolina, back to their winning ways, uh, which is good to see. A couple of winning seasons back-to-back. And now we are waiting to see what bowl uh, East Carolina will be going to uh, for this season in December. But you uh, are you keeping up with ECU at all? We could use you right now uh, at DB because we're struggling against the pass a little bit. But uh, you've been able to watch the Pirates or keep up with them at all? Yeah, it's, it's hard not to. Um, you know, even even with our seasons clashing, um, I'm always trying to tune in and, and keep up with the guys, whether it's through social media, whether I can catch a game, uh, whatever the case may be. Um, seeing a lot of uh, a lot of guys going back now, seeing that they have Trip Weaver back. He was, he was there when I first yeah. got to ECU. Uh, he was a big, big, huge, played a huge part um, in my success at, at, at uh, ECU. So um, just keeping up, definitely keeping up with the guys, keeping up with the younger guys, the new energy. Um, Coach Mike Houston, he actually coached my younger brother at JMU, so he's a familiar guy. I've, I've got to know him when, uh, like I said, when I was watching my brother at JMU. Um, so, like I said, a lot of familiar faces, and I see the young talent that they're getting. Um, like you said, getting back to their winning ways is always uh, the cherry on top. And just seeing from, you know, where I was when I got there to how I was when, it, when I kind of ended to back to the ways now, um, like I said, you can see that pirate culture coming back. Um, and like you said, man, I'm just waiting to see what bowl we're in. And if it's close enough, maybe I can, I can make an appearance there. Deshaun Amos joining us. Uh, Chandler Honeycutt, our producer here, he, he's got – I was going to ask you your favorite memory as a pirate, Chandler. You said every time you hear Deshaun Amos, uh, you think of what? Deshaun, I think of that. Um, I think of that pick six against Tulsa. You remember that? <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, every time I hear the name Deshaun Amos, of course. I mean, your career here was awesome, and I, I remember a lot of plays from you. But that's the one that sticks in my head because I was at that game as a little kid. <laughs> 
And um, that's it, that's how the ball game ended. We were up like three touchdowns, and the quarterback for Tulsa throws a pick in the end zone. And I'm like, who is this guy <laughs> that is speeding down the sideline and scores as the time expires? And we found out, Pirate Nation found out it was Deshaun Amos. What do you uh, – yeah, I'm sure you remember that one, Deshaun. What other uh, memories come to mind when you – you know, first couple of memories when you think back to your career? Oh, man. I don't know. Uh, it's kind of hard to beat that one because I'll never forget uh, Reese Wiggins and, and Justin Hardy coming up to me and saying, uh, you just ran yourself into the record books. That's my <laughs> idea, right? I was just playing, just playing football, having fun with the guys. Um, other than that, I would say, man, there's so many, man. Um, it would have to be my first bowl game uh, when we went down to New Orleans. Um and yeah, I, I think that would be I think that would be my next uh best memory. Just being a young guy, seeing all the older guys and getting that bowl experience. Um, you know, for me I was out of my family I'm the first to, you know, go division one and, and um, you know, play a sport and so it was just different for me. Yeah. Being able to go there and spend a week where I I had never been with guys that I've been grinding out with, you know, since since that summer. Um, it was like I said, it was just a different experience for me. It wasn't the, the typical away game. Uh, you got the per diem, you got to go out, <laughs> you know, you got to, to see the city, you know, with your friends. Um, we had a lot of fun that week, you know. Unfortunately, we didn't come out with the W. Um, but that first bowl game was just something that uh, it just showed me a lot. It showed me a lot. It it, it kind of instilled a lot in me to, to kind of go harder while I was at ECU, and it, it eventually drove me into um, you know, earning a spot that next year at Nickel and special teams, and then um, eventually getting a little taste of corner. So yeah, um, so yeah, I'll rather say that first bowl game. And Deshaun, you, you mentioned uh, you know the per diem, the uh, the bowl swag. Now, uh, and I have to bring this up to all you guys. I was, I'm sorry, but uh, you just missed out on the NIL by a few years. I, I knew it was coming. <laughs> <laughs> you mentioned sub dogs earlier. You'd have been a good sub dog spokesman. Uh, you know, seven years ago. <laughs> nah, man, uh, I think it's a great thing, man. I think it's a great thing for yeah. young guys. Uh, like you said, unfortunately, I didn't, I didn't make the cut for that. But those were things that we were pushing for, you know, when I was yeah. in college. You know, a lot of the things we knew that, you know, we wouldn't see a lot of the things. But if we didn't push for it, then maybe this generation that that has it now, maybe they they don't see it. You know, so um, some things we did get to get a taste of, um, as far as you know, getting a few of the refund checks and things like that. But um, you know, we, we felt that it was that it was needed back then, and I'm just happy that the guys are starting to, to see that because um, I think the players, they hold so much value in, in college football, man, and there's so much made, money made from it. And, you know, back in my time, the players weren't allowed to see that, you know. Um, so seeing these young guys now being able to get those NIL deals and, um, you know, see a little bit of, of what they worked so hard for, um, I'm happy for those guys. You know, I'm, I'm playing professionally, so I'm still getting paid to do what I – you know what I love to do. So I've, I've seen the money come, you know, in one way or another. Um, and like I said, yeah, I, I would have loved to have it then. But it's just it's just good to see that, you know, what we were pushing for, um, the efforts that we put in, you know, the things that we were speaking up about, um, it didn't it didn't go in vain. So um, I'm happy for those guys, and I hope that it continues to grow and these guys get everything that they deserve. 
Deshaun, uh, great to catch up with you, man. Uh, you're having great success on the field and certainly sounds like uh, the same off the field. So uh, congratulations. We still root for you around here, as uh, I'm sure you know, uh, Pirate fans everywhere. But we, uh, we're following what you're doing, so keep up the great work, man. And if you ever make it uh, here to Greenville, we are a block away from Subdog. So uh, come, come check us out here at the station. But great to catch up with you, Deshaun, and uh, we wish you the best moving forward, man. Yes, sir. Once again, I appreciate you having me on. Like I said, man, once a pirate, always a pirate. And if I'm in Greenville, I'll make sure I stop by. Awesome. Do that. Deshaun Amos joining us, Pit Electric Live Line. And uh, what a year uh, he had. What a career he is starting there in Canada. Another great cup title for him this year with the uh, Toronto Argonauts. All right. Uh, we got Jeff Nadeau coming up a little bit later on in the show. Um, bro, I wanted to ask you guys this. Have y'all seen uh, the movie trailer or seen any talk about Cocaine Bear? Yes, yes. <laughs> so Chandler I did. I have. Has. Shirley, are you familiar with Cocaine morning. Bear? Uh, no, I literally just saw the trailer for the new Indiana Jones movie, so Cocaine Bear is not even on my radar screen. <laughs> Man, screw Indiana Shirley, Jones. you got to get Cocaine Bear on your radar Cocaine screen. Bear is going to be the new Indiana Jones. <laughs> They're going to make multiple movies about it. So this looks like... So it's Elizabeth Banks, who is... Um, she, I know. It, I'm familiar with her. So it's her movie. She is the... Um, when I saw producer, it, I thought it was a joke. Producer, producer or director. director, something. It's it's called her action comedy, um, and this looks like it's going to be Sharknado ish, or you know, one of those where it knows it's wild, right? Like it's leaning into the joke. Yeah. But it's got a great cast. Um, the late great Ray Liotta is in it. Saw him in the trailer. But uh, Carrie Russell, who is an actress I like from The oh, Americans, yeah? mm-hmm. and also from The Americans and millions of other shows, uh, is her name Margot Martindale? Does that ring a bell at all? No, uh, no not, not to me. Not, not to me. I believe that's her name. Um, and you've got you got many others, uh, big names in this. So this is, uh, and it says inspired by true events. Oh my gosh. So not necessarily a bear that partook in way too much cocaine. It's, yes. No, that no, did happen. No, I, and I could see that happen. But I could tell you the differences between the movie and the actual events, okay. if you'd like. Sure. All right. So which one do you want to hear first, the real life story or the movie? The movie. <laughs> All right, the movie. I want to hear the movie, then the real life stuff. A bear uh eat several packages of cocaine that had accidentally uh been airdropped into a forest um fueled by a drug-induced rage and apparent desire for more cocaine the bear embarks on a killing spree wreaking havoc on the local population uh the drug smugglers led by ray Liotta, uh searched the wilderness for the stash uh, while not realizing they're in danger of becoming bear food so that is kind of the premise of the movie. I'm glad Ray was able to get this movie in before. Yeah, this, I mean, this was the last movie Ray Liotta did before he died. That's crazy. Now, the real story. So this happened in 1985. This was a long time ago. Uh, it says, fortunately for the good people of Blue Ridge, Georgia, the real version is less gruesome. 
1985, investigators searching for drugs dropped by an airborne smuggler discovered the ripped-up remnants of cocaine packages in Georgia's Chattahoochee Oconee National Forest. So each of the packages reportedly held a kilogram of cocaine, 88 pounds in all, valued to be worth as much as $20 million at the time. Mm. So nearby, they found a large deceased black bear who had helped himself to the product according to an ap article at the time officials believed the bear had eaten several million dollars worth of cocaine uh so surely the true story is this did happen the bear found and ate the cocaine and overdosed but rather than going on a killing spree the bear od'd and uh well i would imagine (laughs) and was never able to murder anyone so now is it correct that the bear that the total the amount total that they're estimating seven did you say seven million dollars so like i guess uh the the total worth of cocaine was 20 million dollars at the time that was was dropped and the in an ap article uh the gov the georgia bureau of, of investigator uh gary gardner said they estimate uh several million dollars worth of cocaine was eaten by the bear alone wow yeah so that is a lot of cocaine consumed consumed by the bear enough to kill a black bear help the bear (laughs) if you see mystical and a grizzly bear fighting in the woods help Help the the bear. bear uh so the trailer you got to see the trailer shirley it is nuts okay and again i i I feel like this is the kind of movie that leans into the joke but it's like got big stars in it so they're gonna take it seriously and laugh at themselves at the same time now it this will be airing on what netflix or hulu or is it like a television cable channel we're gonna have to wait a while I think this doesn't come out until early 2023. Oh, come on. Yeah. Uh, Let's see. You can see it in theaters on February 24th. So a long way to go. Good Valentine's Day. Yeah, because the Indiana Jones movie's not coming out to the end of June 2023. Well, you can get get some cocaine bear before uh, Indiana Jones. I'm glad you added the sentence the part bear to that sentence because <laughs> i was half expecting you to just end it at cocaine uh, elizabeth banks is directing jesse tyler ferguson he was uh, in, yes uh, he was in modern, modern family. family ice cube uh is it matthew reese he was also in uh, justified margaret martindale who i mentioned earlier and i believe um uh, o'shea what? jackson jr is that uh that is ice cube's son he's in the movie so uh it's got a it's got a cool looking cast oh and the guy <laughs> well i don't think i can say it on the air the guy on the wire that um <laughs> i mean it's not a cuss he goes she oh. that guy famous for saying Never that watch the wire from the wire is also in this movie i saw in the trailer i have to admit all right cocaine bear coming to theaters in uh february the, I, i'd love to know what ice cube's character is in this movie was he in um what kind of animal killing movie was he in was it deep blue sea or something Ooh, 
or am I? It wasn't Anaconda, was it? It might have been that. Uh, I don't know, and I don't even know if I've seen those movies, but I've I listened to the podcast. How did this get made? Where they talk about those movies? Uh, Ice Cube was in Anaconda, Shirley. Yeah, because wasn't J Lo in that movie too, or something? Or yes. Were, Jennifer yeah. Lopez, John Voight, Eric Stoltz. Owen Wilson was oh, in that movie? Oh, shoot. Shoot. Whoa. Wow. What? You know it was in Deep Blue Sea? LL Cool J. Yeah. So, uh, man. Yeah. Deep Blue Sea. Oh, I'm getting... Short movie. No, 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 no. I'm getting Deep Blue Sea and Megalodon mixed up. Because I was thinking, that guy from Hobbs and Shaw was in that movie. But I'm, I'm thinking of Megalodon and not Deep Blue Sea. That's the um, one where they they are in like the underwater thingy. Oh and God! The big... Samuel L. Jackson was also in that. Yeah. In Anaconda. I bet he didn't. No, know no. That in Deep oh, Blue I was getting ready to say. What is your favorite animals attacking people movie of all time? Mine's easy because it's one of my favorite movies of all time. Oh. LL Cool J plays the preacher. Hmm. Jurassic Park. Jurassic Park one, would be number one. Yeah. Now I will tell you number two, be, just because it gives me the heebie-jeebies every time I watch it. Heebie-jeebie. Arachnophobia. You know, I don't know if I've seen that. I'm aware of it. What Dan Aykroyd seeing it? Uh, no. Because oh, isn't Dan it Aykroyd? kind of a no? It's John Goodman that's horror in it. comedy. Yeah, I okay. believe it's John Goodman that's in that. Yeah, movie. that sounds right. Uh, it has been ages film. since I watched it. Ah, Jeff Daniels and John Goodman. Yeah, yeah. There's another one. There's a. It, it's much older, but it's about giant killer ants, and it's called Them. Mm. And hey. uh, my uh, and the only reason I knew about that was because it was one of my mom's favorite movies. We used to watch it a lot when I was a kid. I remember as a kid it being on or something and my parents telling me about cujo remember oh cujo? yeah cujo was insane yeah that's a insane. stephen king dog attacking folks oh right? yes. god rabbit so dog them was a 1954 film that yes. makes it even more creepier yeah no when it, it's like that old it is of a, it, yeah it was yeah. about giant killer ants and i remember i don't know if my parents tell me about it or just but the birds yeah the was birds a, yeah an old i never watched it but i've either. heard you know a million uh cujo i do remember watching and it was um terrifying <laughs> i don't think i've seen lake placid either steve he says betty white is in lake placid but i have oh, heard that uh, i've heard of the I've episode heard of, the of how did this get made as well where they talk about it uh that is about alligators yes it's about a giant alligator i believe chandler do you have an answer for us I, mean, I, I know you're Jaws. not a, you're not a, oh of course oh yeah classic. Jaws yeah Jaws. that's a classic um I'm trying to think that's about it now Jaws messed me up because when I was in college one of my uh dearest friends Ashley uh she lived in Wilson and her parents had a boat down at Beaufort and so we decided we were going to go out one weekend and go to this area where apparently dolphins come in to feed and you can actually get out of the boat and swim with the dolphins so we were going out there when we arrived in the area and the dolphins had already come and gone but there were these massive nurse sharks i mean larger than the boat itself 
Now, I don't know if you've ever seen what a nurse shark does, but I'm they Googling feed, it right now. They feed off of plankton. And what they do is they open their mouths. Well, nurse sharks typically, well, the ones that I saw are, were dark gray. And, but when they open their mouths, it is almost the brightest white you've ever seen. And we were probably on, I don't know, maybe a 20 foot boat. And this one nurse shark swam, swam like right up against our boat. And it was long, it was longer than the boat itself. And it circled back around and was coming to the side of the boat and opened its mouth. And I bolted to the front of the uh, boat. And uh, Ashley's dad was like, what are you doing? I was like, dude, I've seen Jaws like one too many times. I mean, it's terrifying to have a mouth that big. It looks like it's got little bitty teeth. It has. Yeah, but they also, but they feed off of, yeah, they feed off of, um, uh i guess the the not plankton but the little microorganisms or whatever that are in the water but and there were two of them and one of them decided it wanted to play with our boat so it was actually coming up and bumping our boat uh, on the side and i was like i'm gonna die right here i'm just gonna <laughs> die i mean this shark, you know because when you think shark that's the first thing you think yeah. of is jaws so i'm thinking i'm, I'm dead I'm, I'm dead. This boat's going to tip right over, and I'm going to be eaten by a nurse shark. A nurse shark. What about... Yeah. No offense to any nurse sharks tuned in, but they are uh, ugly. Yeah, they're they're not very attractive yeah. uh, little fishies. And again, no offense to you nurse sharks. None Correct. Taken. Chandler. Um, what about Planet of the Apes? Oh, man. I got to oh, yeah. tell you. Oh. The reboot. I love that series, the reboot of uh, those movies. I couldn't handle it. Because they made them way too human-like. I know that, you know, there's that lineage there, but I just, I couldn't handle it. I, I, there was a little bit too much of human emotion. I, I don't go to the theater a lot. I went with, uh, to my stepson to go see, like, the last one that came out. I was so excited for it. I really like those movies for some reason. I, yeah, I couldn't handle it. Like, there's, there's one scene where one of the apes is getting beaten or something there's another one that's just looking at him and it, you could just visibly see oh, the yeah. pain on his face and i'm just like ah, can't handle it, it, uh, it nah, no 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 it, it hits you oh yeah it hits you that's why i can't watch it all right let's uh open up the booty bag sure booty 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 everywhere booty 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 everywhere all right three one seven twelve fifty what are we giving away on this thursday a $10 gift card to Familia. You know what? You might see me there. I think I might do a little takeout tonight. I am, I'm doing that, too. You lie. I swear. What are you getting? Uh, their Italian hoagie uh, is a really, really good sandwich. I and think- I tried it for the first time the last time I got some. And I'm going to try it again. I might get a pizza because I have an air fryer at home and just refry a pizza that's cold and the air fryer is delicious. So I'll probably get a pizza to have for tomorrow's supper, too. I'm going to see what their pizza of the week is and uh, check that out. All right, so 317-1250, what caller? I'm going to go with caller 8. All right, 317-1250, caller 8 is a winner. We're back with the big man on campus, Jeff Nadeau, after this. (laughs) 
You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Do you want to get rid of wrinkles? Tighten and lift your skin. Smooth your skin texture. Erase veins and brown spots and get rid of unwanted hair. Are you interested in Botox or filler? Contact the licensed professionals at Beauty Bar Medispa on Red Banks Road in Greenville. Free consultations available by calling 752-1406 or visiting beautybarmedispa.com. Enjoy your visit. Love your transformation. And congratulations to Pam Odom of Winterville. Picked up a $10 gift card to Familia. Familia is your place for great Italian food. Whether it's great New York-style pizzas, homemade meatballs, lasagna, chicken parm, or the delicious homemade desserts, Familia is a winning play every time for dine-in or to take uh, or takeout. Excuse me, make Familia your go-to play when you have a hungry team. Familia on Fire Tower Road near Pitt Community College. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. All right, back with you on Pirate Radio Live. Take a look at what's going on tonight in college hoops and this weekend in college football with the BMOC, the big man on campus, Jeff Nadeau. Barstool Sports joining us on the Pit Electric Live line. Jeff, how you doing, man? Good. How are you, Cliff? Good. I uh, hope you had a good Thanksgiving, Jeff. And uh, we didn't talk to you last week, so um, let me ask, uh, what is, what's your favorite Thanksgiving side dish at the uh, table? I can't say I have a favorite. I like them all, Clip. I don't pick just one. I eat it all. Uh, I would probably say, like, uh, I don't know, cream corn we have. I'm a big cream corn guy, all right. to be honest. But uh, stuffing, mashed potatoes, whatever, man. Don't bother me. <laughs> so when it comes to gambling, you are quality over quantity. When it comes to Thanksgiving, it's quantity. Uh, but it's it's all quality, right? So but Thanksgiving don't cost me anything. <laughs> there you go. Big man, uh... I, I gotta say it is kind of sad to see no college football on the slate we are at that time of year but there's there's college hoops mixed in there's some nfl tonight and of course uh, you've got the championships beginning on friday let's start uh let's start with college football and uh let's look at some of these championship games going on jeff and uh you've got three coming up on friday the mac uh conference usa and uh, of course usc and utah in the pac-12 championship uh narrow line in that one with usc a two and a half point favorite uh utah knocked them off earlier this year usc has everything in front of them obviously so uh any thoughts on that game north texas utsa or akron buffalo on friday jeff uh well i think the usc uh utah game is obviously fascinating the first time these two teams played it was a great game. It was back and forth. And what do we remember? Uh, Utah goes for two, uh, and they get it, and they, they win the game. I, I remember. It was a, you know, we all remember that game. It was very interesting, 43-42. I guess I look at this game, and I, and I don't really see what kind of changes here from a defensive standpoint. I mean, both these teams had over 550 yards. They combined for almost, I think, 1,200 yards. You know, it was just an offensive it's crazy game. I mean, both teams had over, I think, almost seven and a half yards a uh, play. It was wild. I don't see much changing here. Caleb Williams has locked up the Heisman. He obviously showed he could move the football. I know that Utah has gotten a bit better on the defensive side of the ball, at least from a number standpoint. But, again, I think you throw a lot of that out due to the fact, you look at who they played uh, since then, um, you know, it, it's not going to be a murder. So we know Pac-12 
of football is not great. You look at it. They play Washington State, Arizona, Stanford. Um, did look good against Oregon. I'll give them that. Then they play Colorado. But I think you throw a lot of that out. Um, I would have a hard time playing anything other than the under here. Obviously, I'm sure USC doesn't forget that game. And I feel like if you can get them under um, three, I'd probably look towards their way. But something tells me this comes down to, you know, the final possession. Uh, there's no secret and reason as to why this number isn't going up. Uh, it should be going up. I would still play over. I think this, again, first to 40 probably wins. All right, a lot of points shootout coming up on Friday night. How about Saturday, another team trying to punch their ticket to the college football playoff? They could get in even with a loss, but TCU knows they certainly need to take care of business and knock off Kansas State. Uh, that is at noon on ABC. That line, two and a half as well, Jeff, uh, with the total in the low 60s. The Horn Frogs, a uh, two-and-a-half-point favorite over K-State. Can TCU uh, keep getting it done? Can they get it done one more time? Yeah, I, I think for me, I was never really on the I was never really on the TCU bandwagon. I don't think I bet them once this year. I, I might have bet against them once or twice, but for the most part, I, I haven't been on this. I, I don't know why you would have any interest in going against them here, um, but I, I do want to make something interesting, uh, an interesting point. You look at the first time these two teams played, at the half, it was 28-17 K-State. And then K-State just completely bottled it and, and didn't score in the second half and, and lost the second half 21 nothing. So I think if there's a team that could give TCU some problems, it's K-State. Obviously, Will Howard's done a nice job. They can run the football, and they have some decent receivers. But I don't have any interest in betting against Case or against TCU at this point. Um, they're a, a spread darling. They're the best team in the country against the number. Uh, and I don't really want to step in front of them from an offensive standpoint. They're just too good. Um, I, I would lean uh, TCU. Jeff Nadeau joining us. How about in the American, Jeff? Tulane looking to get to a New Year's Six Bowl game if they can knock off at UCF, and Tulane is a home four-point favorite. We talk uh, to Corey Glore, play-by-play voice of the Green Wave earlier in the show. I asked him what happened in that first game uh, against UCF where the Knights won, and he said, uh, John Rice Plumley ran for over 100 yards in the first half uh, or first quarter of that game. Just got off to a good start, and Tulane was playing catch up from there on out. So they'll try to uh, control that this time around. But what do you think about the Knights and the uh, Green Wave on Saturday? Yeah, I think it's a great point by him. I mean, it's just uh, one of those bad first quarters for the Green Wave. And as you alluded to, you go down 10, never really were able to fight back. Even though they played well, they were just down by too many points. This is another case of I have no interest. Uh, in betting against a team that is a lead against the spread. I have the better quarterback. I have the better defense to me. Uh, and when we look at this game, you know, obviously being uh, at home is, is helpful. This number's hung at three and a half pretty much all week. Um, but I'm starting to see some fours pop up. To me, I think you have to play Tulane here. I think they get some revenge here in a game that, i got to be honest, I thought ultimately the whole game, I thought they were the better team. They just didn't play well in the first uh, 10 or so minutes. So, for me, I'm going to rock with Tulane. I think you have the better defense, as I said. I think you have the better quarterback. That was evident in game one. I think also Willie Fritz has a much better idea of, of just how to stop the run, how to not let Plumley beat you. I think Tulane makes some adjustments, and I think they win the AAC. Also, one thing to keep in mind with Tulane, this is a great team inside the 20 at scoring touchdowns. That's something you really want to keep an eye on as the season goes on. They're a top I believe, 20 team in that metric. Uh, something to keep your eye on. You want touchdowns uh, in the red zone, and they're going to give you them. 
as Jeff mentioned, uh, no interest in going away from Tulane. They've been good against the spread. I believe I saw Tulane and Oregon State, Jeff, 8-2 and two this year against the spread, best in the nation. So uh, Tulane's ten and two again. Ten and two, yeah. They played twelve games. Yeah. Ten and two, yeah. yeah. Um, all right, we'll uh, we'll circle back to football if you got anything at the end of the chat. But want to bring up some college hoops while we got you here. Top twenty-five action tonight. Uh, UConn. Tristan Newton, uh, former Pirate, has looked good for UConn this year. They're eight and zero. They host Oklahoma State uh, coming up tonight. Showdown at the Moody Center, Texas and Creighton coming up at seven o'clock. Pac-12 action begins tonight. Arizona is at Utah, UCLA at Stanford, and then Seton Hall uh, is at Allen Fieldhouse to take on Kansas. Those are the top twenty-five matchups. So, you got some uh, some good matchups tonight, Jeff, and, and along with all the other action. What are you looking at as far as college hoops tonight? Well, you know, I think you made an interesting uh, point about Oklahoma State and uh, and UConn. You look at UConn, you know, 8-0. and They've won every game by 15 or more points. Um, they're coming in really as kind of a darling in college basketball right now. Um, they have looked really good on both sides of the basketball. Uh, you mentioned you know, Tristan Newton's been a, a complete star for them. Sonogo's been great. Um, you know, they just are really stacked. But I think Oklahoma State's an interesting matchup. Oklahoma State is long. They're, I think they're really going to pester uh, UConn in the half court, and they themselves have some decent guards, as well as a guy, Musa Sise, who was down at Memphis, and now he's at Oklahoma State. You know, something tells me this number is just surprisingly low, right? I mean, why are they only eight and a half, nine point favorites here? Something tells me, I think UConn probably wins, but I think it's a close game. I mean, for all the success UConn's had, they're at home, they're only an eight point favorite here. It tells me this game is a five-point game either way, but I don't know if I'll ultimately get on it. As far as the game that I did play tonight, um, I'm going to keep rocking with Youngstown State University. I really like this team in the non-conference. I like them in the horizon. I already bet them a couple of times this year. They uh, hung around against Notre Dame, beat up Western Illinois on Saturday. I think they take care of Northern Kentucky. They lost to Northern Kentucky twice last season. Um, you know, Now I think this team's a little bit more complete. Northern Kentucky's dealing with some issues at the guard position right now, and Northern Kentucky has really struggled uh, to stop the three-point shot this year. They're allowing opponents to shoot over 43%. That is one of the worst marks in America. They're going to throw a zone at you. Youngstown can really shoot. They're shooting at over 38%. They've got scores everywhere. I think they get the job tonight in really a flip atmosphere. Um, I don't love laying a point or two on the road, but I'm going to do it here. Jeff Nadeau, Barstool Sports, joining us today on Pirate Radio Live, the big man on campus. He's got uh, the sit-down podcast rolling, as always. Also, um, the big man on betting, uh, which you can find as well. It was earlier today on YouTube, so you can go back look at that. So, uh, Jeff, you got a ton going on right now. Uh, the Cowboy back, I just noticed on the sit-down podcast. Uh, Blackjack Fletcher. I remember years ago, Jeff, and, and it was around the time I I just I finally uh, found out about what you had going on, but I remember during March Madness listening to uh, – I was just trying to find any college basketball content I could, and I remember randomly hearing about this Blackjack Fletcher dude. So pretty cool to see you all, uh, you know, combining forces here today. Yeah, yeah, he, uh, you know, we, we had him on. He did about 50 episodes with me to start that show, and then he had some other things that came up. But, yeah, it, you know, he's always good to do a show with, and, and he's kind of a familiar name. I will put, before I go, I'm going to one other college football game. I'm still kind of trying to understand this Purdue-Michigan total. Um, it's pretty low to me. 
Um, but Michigan is going to move the football. They move the football against everybody, and Purdue has a poor passing defense. I think Michigan puts up, I mean, 35-ish. And Purdue is going to be playing with heavy hearts. Aiden O'Connell will play. Um, he's dealing with the, the death of his brother, uh, which is unexpected. He's still going to play. You know they're going to be on the front foot. They're one of the top passing uh, play teams in America. Uh, I would have put this number up towards 57, 58. I'm surprised to see it this low. I think we see some explosive plays. And Purdue will never be out of a game. They love to throw the ball. Um, I kind of had this game at like 38-27, you know, 34-24. I'm going to lean with the over this game. 51 and a half is too low to me. And just throwing it out there, Nadeau, uh, we'll see what happens with the Wolverines. Uh, Big Ten Championship, college football playoff, potential championship. Uh, they're going to open up the big house next year with East Carolina going in there. So uh, Pirates could be taking on the defending champions uh, next se- September. Just something to keep an eye on. Well, I don't mean to be the bearer of negative <laughs> Yeah, As you know, Clip, ECU has a lot of seniors I yeah so well, it might be a rebuild year i don't know about that one but we'll see uh, it's a great game though to have it for you yeah i'll be in the big house big man uh, great to talk to you have a uh, fantastic weekend and uh, we'll uh, catch up with you again next week sounds good appreciate it clip the big man on campus chef they do joining us today on pirate radio live on the pit electric live line we'll take a time out come back get ready to wrap up today's edition of prl back with you to close up shop after this You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. <laughs> Taking a quick look at your stock uh, stock market report. Uh, the Dow was down 194 points. They closed out the day at 34,395. NASDAQ was up 14 at 11,482. The S&P was down three at 4,076. That is your Wells Fargo Advisors financial report. For a personal look into investing, call Wells Fargo Advisors today at 756-6900 in Greenville. Wells Fargo Advisors, LLC, member SIPC. Now back to the show. See y'all on Friday. We'll get you ready for ECU and Campbell and the sports weekend. We'll uh, hear what Mike Schwartz has to say leading up to the Friday night tip-off. All right, uh, that's coming up Friday, 3 o'clock for Shirley Rhodes, the man of Chan, the crew here at Pirate Radio. Thanks for tuning in today. We will see you on Friday on Pirate Radio Live. So long, everybody. Thanks for listening to Pirate Radio Live, an exclusive presentation of the voice of the Pirate Nation.